Welcome to the Helihead Show. This is episode number 15. I am your host, and with me is Yard Sale. Yo. And we got Fence Post in the house. Hi, how are ya? All right. Oh, man, what's been going on, you guys? Living the dream. <laughs> Living the dream? Oh, yeah. What does that consist of? Flying helis and no, podcasting. Mm. I like that. Yep. yep. Eating gummy worms. <laughs> Tubing. <laughs> Tubing. <laughs> Playing with model trains. Yep. Oh, Wait, no. Never mind. I don't do that. Making movie quotes and 3D printing. Oh. Yeah, buddy. America. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, well, let's kick this off right now. Let's do this. Let's just do this. Wait, that wasn't we. We weren't Wait, doing it. Oh, we've been fooled. Yeah, we got to start over. Oh, geez. All right, no, Shaggy's not on the show. We keep going. <laughs> we push on and progress, regardless right. of fart noises. Let's do Carry it. On. Here we are. All right. Then so we're, good. we're not first. editing this either. <laughs> no, it's staying. Uh, first things first, of course, we'd like to thank everyone for downloading, streaming, listening to our podcast. We certainly do appreciate every single one of you. And uh, I think last time I looked, it was like 224 followers, something like that. So it's kind of creeping up there, not at a fast pace, but that's okay. I'll take it. And uh, super cool. So um, at any rate, some buzz going around. Uh, the forums today wasn't there. No, no. Some, no. FAA, some FAA stuff. Oh, oh, I didn't know that was Buzz. That was yesterday. That's was it today. yesterday? Well, I thought there was yeah. there was something yeah. today too. Gucci oh. had sent that uh, ridiculous. I mean, I, there's no other way to put it. Oh, the news article. Yeah, with a freaking. Yeah. I mean, seriously, that's how they freaking posted it is with a flamethrower friggin' drone. Come on. Yeah, yep. I brought that up in the club meeting today too. I was like, "This is uncalled for." Yeah, what a bunch of horse shit for yep. real. And that was USA Today. If you were wondering, yep. shocking. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to yep. find the headline here to see exactly what it said because uh, it was not good. <laughs> it uh... well, well, basically, it was something to the effect of like, you know, pilots are complaining that you know the FAA is going to ruin their hobby with this drone with a f- huge. 12 foot flame coming out of it. <laughs> no, here I got I got the uh I got it right here. It says drones can crash planes or enact terrorism. FAA fears. Pilots say new rules would ruin their hobby, and it shows a picture of a drone with a 12 foot flamethrower coming out of it. <laughs> oh my god. Like trying to compare the problem to like a huge emergency danger thing, and then oh, but it interrupts these people with their little right. toys. Yeah, we like don't want to mess up their hobby of shooting flamethrowers off of their drones. <laughs> yeah. you know? Ridiculous. Yeah, it's, like, it's like what pilots are they talking to, you know? I mean, never mm-hmm. once did I mention anything about having ammunition or flames or anything shooting out of my friggin' models, you know? Maybe we should. Maybe we should. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that's what me and a couple other people were saying. Well, if we're going to be accused, we might as well start uh, having yeah, some fun, It looks right? like a good time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But anyway, um, FAA comments did close on Monday, so thank you everybody for commenting. Right. Apparently we got 53,191 comments. Nice. Not as much as we want, but I think we made a pretty good dent as far as comments go. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. Still so. still a little uh still a little weak for having, you know, that the AMA claims yeah. 200,000 members, so but 
like I kind of was complaining about that to one of our club members and he uh, said to me, he's like, well, if you look at it like this, you know, we have a, a, our club has about, we get usually roughly 80, 85 members a year. Um, and then there's probably actually only about 12 to 15 of those that are actually active and doing something. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's probably about the same percentage, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, our club here is very similar in that regard. Like we have like a hundred members or something or used to, but I mean, on a, any given day, I mean, you might see 20 guys out there at the most. Yeah. Like that's like a massive busy day if there's 20 guys out there. Right. Yeah. And and if you're not actively flying for some reason, you don't know, then you don't know. You didn't comment. So it is right. what it is. Right. But one thing, too, is uh, the AMA released a video today also discussing like where we go from here. Um, it's recommended. They say just fly like normal. Go back to your normal routine. Do what yeah. you do. Fly your airplanes, fly your helicopters like nothing changed and nothing right. will change until they go through all these comments, go through the proposal, possibly make a new proposal or try and enact a bill. Yeah. So keep your eyes peeled, you know, keep your ear against the ground. Listen for those uh, Indian footsteps <laughs> or whatever the smoke <laughs> signals for anything about this coming up. But don't let it ruin the hobby for you. Everything is still right. the same. Nothing is put into law. Exactly. And that's yeah. the whole thing, too, is it's just understand these are proposed rules. They're not the rules. And that was the whole point of us being active and creating these comments. So, you know, if anyone is looking at my sale ad for that Drake, it's okay. You can buy it. You can fly it. That's not allowed. <laughs> oh man yeah, we're getting a little shameless over here oh my, my bad, <laughs> my bad. Left yeah. right. what's the commercial gonna be this show <laughs> jesus oh gosh no <laughs> sad part is it'll probably be gone by the time this even airs because there's a guy <laughs> talking to me about it today but <laughs> You're not lucky. don't worry i got more coming <laughs> yeah but wait no. there's more yeah no but seriously though i mean it's it's just proposed rules i mean it's it's not final yet there's no reason to slow down in what you're doing. Just get out and fly, you guys. Don't, you know, quit worrying about it and just go have a good time, you know? Yeah, you figure it's probably going to take them at least, I would say, at the very least, six to eight months to read through all the comments and do all the stuff that they have to do on their end before we even hear anything else about it. Right. Um, I would say a better guess would probably be closer to a year. Just be knowing how, you know, government stuff works. It's not yeah. the fastest thing in the world. So, yeah, you know, hindsight, if we knew that they had to read every single one, we could have made our comments ridiculously long and it would have taken like, them even longer. Like, <laughs> like everyone puts like a 2000 word comment and that's going to no, take them a long a, time to read. A comment, your comment is one word is each comment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. your whole comment is like one word a piece. So here's here's a question. All right. I mean, even if it takes three to five years, right? Um, I mean, can't you see that this is going to cause like just an eruption of lawsuits because of the, you know, business owners that, you know, are trying to run a business and these rules are kind of, you know, going to, you know, infringe on what they're doing? Yeah. I mean, it's already started. Yeah, I got an email today from Race Day Quads that said that they are officially opening up a lawsuit with the FAA. Wow. See, there you go. 
Yeah, and I know Not that I fly quads. Gucci right. got a hold of the Small Business Administration, and uh, like I forwarded the information to Shannon, and I sent some stuff out to some of the other business owners that I could think of mm-hmm. uh, via email, and so hopefully they reached out to them as well because I think they're planning on open up some kind of a lawsuit as well. Yeah, I mean, again, I maybe I'm being too standoffish, but I just. I don't think we're going to have anything to worry about. It's just a matter of them understanding who we are, what we do, the separation between us and flame-throwing drones, okay? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I, I think they just need more education. And because it's proposed and it's not final, I think we're going to be okay. It's just going to take a little time. That's all. Yep. So. I agree. Yeah. So get your ass out and fly. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a yeah. little... I'm a little uh, upset the AMA didn't use my hashtag. <laughs> I thought it had gone viral by this by now. Oh, man. Oh, well. Yeah. Better luck next time, Mike. Life goes on. That's it. Yep. Well, cool. So, uh, what have you guys been up to the last few weeks? Uh, some things. Yeah? Yep. What you some got? things. Tell us about it. Uh, went flying on Sunday last week. So that's what, two weeks ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a pretty nice day. We had probably about 10 people out there flying. Uh, the usual suspects that we get all the time. And of course, uh, I've been doing pretty good at not crashing my helicopters since we've started the podcast, really. Uh, if you remember our very first episode, I had absolutely no flying models. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really the last time I think I crashed was that first episode. So, of course, the guys at the field are giving me a hard time about it. <laughs> so I uh, tried to do a flight on my 700N and keep it under eight feet for a whole tank. That's pretty impressive. And it is. Who but- held the tape measure? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you running around chasing the heli, judging? Yeah, yeah, we had uh, yeah, we had a guy. He does that. Uh, we stack two midgets on top of each other. Uh, <laughs> Sitting his shoulders, uh, stands on his shoulders, and they run around next to the heli. <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> Can I say that? Is that? You just did. I think you just did. So, and you told Too me not now. to edit. So, oh yeah, oh we're good. Yeah, so uh, I found out that uh, I need to work on my stamina because I only made it about halfway through the tank. And then I proceeded to drive it into the ground. Nice. Pretty good. good. Costco? Well, I I broke my last set of Costco blades. Oh, man. A little bumped out. You on Sam's Club blades now? I'm a little bummed out. Yep, we moved up to Sam's Club. Yep. A little bit more premium. Yep. Yep. You need a club card to get these. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So it wasn't a bad crash. I tweaked the tail boom a little bit. Uh I lost the link and I broke the main blades. So didn't that, bend any shafts, anything terrible. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't too bad, you know. And that was when the you fly- V1 700? Yes. Okay. It's the right. V1. And nice. that thing that thing's that thing's pretty beat up, so it needs it needs gone through. Uh, the last flight, that's kind of what made me do it, was to fly it lower, is because it started flying like complete dog shit. 
<laughs> uh, so I was like, yeah, you know what? I got to go through this thing anyway. So let's just have fun. And yeah. if it goes in, it goes in. If it don't, it don't. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, been anxiously waiting the XO Nitro. I got a message. I sent a message out to Raw about the uh, the delayed expected delivery time now. So he's saying it should be coming in March. Nice. So that's it's always March. good news. Yes. So hopefully any day now we'll be getting something. A notification for something. So that brings me to this last Sunday. We went out and flew again, and our buddy Gucci came out. Nice. Yeah. He showed up with nothing but nitro. <laughs> Smart man. That's right. So he didn't fly. <laughs> he he was did busy fly. cleaning his regulators. He flew. <laughs> and I don't know if he wants me to tell you about this, but oh. it, it was it was it got pretty exciting. Oh yeah? So he was having an issue with uh he would take it into a hover and the helicopter would just like dance around like i'm talking the disc was moving like a foot on each side you know what i mean like a foot mm. rocking back and forth the tails wagging around i'm like what yeah. the hell he mentioned this to me yeah go ahead and i'm like is that is that you twisting the you know tilting the rotor like that and he's like no man i'm just trying i'm not even touching it i'm just trying to hover it and i'm like oh man you better land it something's going on so he lands it on the ground and he goes uh-oh and i'm like uh-oh what He's like, uh, let's let's walk back because I have no control of my throttle. It won't shut off. So it's just sitting there screaming full RPM on the ground. He's got it sitting on the ground. So he starts kind of digging some negative into it to make sure it's not going to jump up or fly. You know what I mean? Do anything crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of going over ideas. I run over and grab Todd Dudek because he's he's pretty experienced. He's been around for a long time. I'm like, uh, you got any ideas we haven't thought of yet? And he's like, well. There's two things you could do. You could uh, let it sit there and run out of fuel. Or you can get like a blanket and throw a blanket over it. Oh, and hope, hope it doesn't beat itself up too bad. Right. And we're like, well, uh, let's just kind of wait it out a little bit. See how long. Because he had like, I don't know, probably half a tank in there. Maybe a little less. It's like, yeah, let's see how quick it starts burning this fuel off. You know what I mean? Because it sounded, sounded decent. You know what I mean? It wasn't sounding like it was running away on us so so do you think it was wiggling around because the rpm was too high it was just um uh, it's too much vibration from the motor and the gain was officially too high because of the rpm no the the reason it was moving around as far as i know i didn't get this straight from dan but i thought todd said that the engine was like so far out of tune it was just running really bad Mm-hmm. But the vibration made the fly bar less frequent. So right. yeah, so it was saying. getting a lot of vibration in it from how rough the engine was running. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he had it sitting on the ground hovering, it didn't sound bad at all. So it was it was weird. Uh, so we're sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting, and all of a sudden it just goes, Burr! it shuts off. We're like, well, oh, what'd you do? You know, he's like, oh, I just shut off. So we start carrying it back, and Todd's like, man, look at that, your glow plug is hanging from your glow driver like the clip for the switch shot the plug out plug out of it and uh it didn't pull the threads out so it vibrated itself out of there so i don't know how lucky he is but that's pretty crazy yeah and they started doing some inspecting on it and found out that the plug came out of the neo for the throttle servo 
oh, came wow. unplugged. Yeah, so he wow. was suffering vibration. Uh, I talked to him. He, yeah, that's what he was saying. Is that uh, he's using the first gen um, uh, flybarless plate that came with the Kraken, you know, mm-hmm. and um, which you know is pretty bad with uh, vibration. And uh, so he, uh, I think, is going to upgrade to the you know the newer version two, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, this was that 3ds he bought, and uh, he was trying to work with it. But, um, yeah, that plug coming out, I guess he just didn't get it quite tight enough or something, so. Yeah. I thought he bought a 96. He did, but he bought a 3DS, too. Yeah, he had a 3DS with the, uh, what kind of pipe was it? The carbon fiber one. The MRCI. Mm, MRCI. Yes, MRCI, yeah. Uh, Scott, do you remember the post that I tagged you on, you and Dan, on that one engine thread? Do you remember that at all? No, I've got you on the do not disturb list. Oh, okay, perfect. So... <laughs> That was that that particular post was the one that he actually bought it from the guy for like I don't know something silly two hundred bucks it was pretty cheap wow yeah he's yeah a really good deal on it so it looked good you know it wasn't like it was you know in bad shape or anything so yeah yeah they uh, they ended up getting everything plugged in and they changed a bunch of different things on it put some tape on the plugs um. And then took it back up, and they got the engine squared away. Did some adjusting on it and stuff, and got it running pretty good. So, but I was loving it the whole time that he was uh, going up. I was like, hey man, you want to fly my OS? And he come carrying it back. I'm like, you sure you don't want to fly? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. So yeah, I'm glad he got it figured out. It, he was flying it towards the end of the day. Uh, yeah, yeah, it worked out. So there was that. Uh, let's see what else was going on. I think that was pretty much it for excitement stuff on Sunday. Uh, I've been making some some uh, some plans this year. I'm planning on going mostly nitro this year. Nice. Purchased the uh, Keith Williams crashed his Raptor. Uh, yeah, it was a 700. Yeah, yeah, it had to be a 700. Crashed his Raptor 700, and I bought the. He put the motor up for sale. It's a OS 91 SZ. Oh. Get it up there for like 125 bucks or something. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll grab that. I have an old Raptor 90 here that I want to get up and going again. That I got from my father-in-law. So I'm probably gonna stuff that in there because that's what I took out of it was a 91 SZ, which awesome. is actually my 700N right now. But yeah. So I'll get that thing up and going and got some other plans that yeah. we will. Yeah. We're not going to talk about them. Okay. We're going to disclose them later on. I'm really bummed out that that Thunder Tiger died because it was a Thunder Tiger E700 converted to nitro. Oh, right. Oh, like totally oh, really? cool helicopter. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Those were really light too that way, weren't they? Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Yep. Uh, I bought some other stuff. I ended up picking up a pipe off of some guy on Runrider. It's uh, the Align 91 pipe. Oh, wow. Brand new. <laughs> Thanks, some guy. Pipe. Yeah, some guy. I can't remember what his name was. So if you're out there, thank you. <laughs> I got it in the mail the other day. So I got to write him some feedback. There you go. Yeah, he came from Pennsylvania. So he must be not too far away. Yeah. Uh, and then during the week, I've been slowly picking away at getting my 690 set up on an icon, my logo 690, so I can get that thing out and blow the dust off it. 
and uh, take it out this weekend. Hopefully, it's supposed to be like 60 degrees out. So yeah, I think we're going to be really planning nice. on having a nice. group out at the field. So nice. Be fun times, man. Absolutely. Yep. That's okay. all I got. All right. Well, for me, I uh, since chill out uh, the weekend. Well, who said, What's who that? said we wanted you to go next? Oh, I don't know. My name was next, so I figured, what the uh, hell? Pretty sure. Forget that. I'll go on the do not disturbness. (laughs) Yeah, do not disturb. (laughs) Fine, whatever. Jeez, I tell you. Uh, No, on you go. All right. So, all right. So, chill out. Uh, The following weekend, I went out um, and I was just exhausted. And uh, (laughs) I only got two flights in on the 510, but they were mean flights. I'm just so mean to that thing, and uh, but I had a lot of fun with it. Um, of course, I think Ben and Josh, Doc, you know, they were out there, and uh, uh, I think jo- or Ben rather was uh, you know messing with this N7. So we I think we did a little bit more tuning on it, and uh, the temperatures you know temperatures were a little bit different than chill out, of course. So we uh, did some tuning on that. Um, in between this time, of course, as uh, you know from the last episode. You know, the uh, clutch in the T-Rex 700, the Horex, you know, has <laughs> has problems. Uh, and, I can't get uh, over that name. I'm sorry. <laughs> or Horex. I can't. I no love for the Horex. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the Horex, um, you know, the clutch uh, ended up getting to Dan Murnane. And the clutch bell was, in fact... Um, slightly tweaked and it was tweaked at the center so um you know the bell itself wasn't necessarily um messed up but it was right there at the center where the pinion screws in and uh so he that's that's the new one you just sent him well it's the one out of the helicopter that you gave to dan right right and um and of course that one had a major wobble and uh so we ended up uh, discussing it, and I was like, you know what, man, I'll, I'll just buy a new one and I'll send it to you. And so I did that. Brand new clutch bell, same scenario. I was going to say that one that was in there was not very old. And yeah. what it was doing when I had it makes sense for it being wobbly because it would like ke- it would seem like it would catch and slip and catch and slip like real fast, almost like it was. I don't know. Right. I used to say it sounded like a rubber chicken. It's well, like, whoop, 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 whoop. It's like yeah. what the heck is the thing doing? Well, and that was the problem that Scott was having. He was experiencing where the, you know, the head speed would drop, you know, and whatever. Right. So, so yeah. That's so, interesting. yeah. So problem again with the new clutch bell. I, I don't know, you know, if, if, if I can contact a main and say, Hey, you know, this thing was put on a lathe, you know, it's, you know, it's 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 bad but the problem is with this one is that he put his pinion into it to test two different pinions just for you know um trying to make to do you know deduce what was really going on and and uh and he did it with the previous one too and so uh he got his pinion screwed in there tried to back it back back out and it pulled all the threads with it (laughs) oh man so i don't I don't know if they're even going to take it back now. I have no idea, but at any rate, so we're, we're still kind of monkeying through that and trying to figure something out. Um, but you know, it is what it is, right? Yeah. I don't know, but uh, yeah. maybe the Horex so is one, not the brand for me. I don't know. 
I wonder if they're just like drilling the the center hole crooked or something. You know what I mean? Like it's not square. Yeah, it must have been a bad batch. That's for sure. I mean, because I mean, you you just had gotten yours recently too. You know, and I don't know, but it ain't. Mm. well, no, I guess it's been a little while because Dan had yeah, it on the shelf for a while. But how many uh, how many steel? Because you got the steel liner one, right? Uh huh. Yeah. How how many of those are they actually selling from Amy? Because I got it from Amy too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I don't so when I got it back in June, I think. So and it's possible it could still be the same batch. I guess. Yeah. Well, I think I think Dan is trying to do right by me and he's I think he's going to try and hook me up with like an older clutch bell and uh and realign that and send it to me and I guess you have to kind of make a slight mod to the um to the gearbox or something to accommodate that clutch but mm-hmm. whatever it takes I don't care you know as long as it freaking works cuz that's just that's just a hassle but um but yeah something something not right there I think it's something bad in production but that's why we call it the Horex. That's it. You know? <laughs> Always want my money. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> oh, man. I think I've put like, I don't know, a little over 100 bucks in that thing, and like I haven't flown it once. Isn't that pathetic? It's mm. terrible. So. It flies good when it flies right. Mm. Yeah. So, well, at any rate, uh, the following weekend, um, I went back out, and uh, of course, Ben, Doc, and Chris Nutt showed up. And uh, I got to fly the uh, Protoss Nitro. Ooh. Yeah. So that Thoughts? was kind of... Yeah. No, I, I dig it. Um, I think it's very cool. It's very light. Um, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> it's really strange because I, I noticed that I was digging in the collective just a tad too much, um, which is uh, weird because with my Black Nitro, I didn't quite catch you know, that being a problem, but he is running an OS. So what can I say? You know, I mean, I don't, you know, the torque's just not there, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah. But did it start? Um, Uh no quicker than my YS. Mm. Your YS after you just clean the regulator, maybe. (laughs) 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 Oh gosh. So it did. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I had a lot of fun with it. We were messing around with some um, tuning on it as well. Uh, I don't think we got it quite perfect. Um, I think it still needs a little bit of work. But um, but yeah, we were just trying to have fun with it and, and beat on it and have a good time. And and uh, and he flew the heck out of it, man. He flew that uh, more than any. Well, he flew his uh, 520 as well. But uh, but yeah, he he was having a ball with that nitro. So I think he really digs it. And, um, but, uh, I also flew his XL 700 and, um, we did a little bit of tuning on it, kind of, uh, stole Scott's tuning and and put it in there just to kind of see what it was like. And, um, and it flies really good, man. I, I, I really dig that machine. And, um, but, uh, then, uh, he had to go and, uh, Doc maidened his, uh, 700 KSE. He actually got one of those from SAB when they were on sale. Do you guys remember that? Like where they were clearing out everything. I mean, I think maybe he spent like $700. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was something absurd. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so he put that up. I think there was some slight tail problems, so he didn't fly it long, but just such a wicked heli like that thing. Was it the maiden cool. form? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. So he was uh first time out with it. And, um, but, but doc is very meticulous, so he'll figure it out and he'll get it going. 
and eventually he'll put a Neo on it, and all will be well. So well, um, it, the tail was wagging around. Yeah, a little bit. It had he had some tail, or maybe drifting. I, I, I'm one of the two. Hmm. Um, I think I was cleaning my stuff up at that point, and uh, but I, I heard them talking about you know having a tail issue. Did you squeeze his balls? <laughs> Why would I squeeze his balls? Because it makes the links. Yeah, it loosens the links up, man. What do you think? Oh, man. Oh, I thought you meant Doc's balls. I couldn't even get that out without laughing. <laughs> yeah, you got. Tell him to try squeezing his balls. Okay. No, tell him, tell him to try squeezing on the, the oh, push the rod tail? links. Oh, yes, oh, okay. On the tail push rod. If not hard, because they'll break, but just. Right. Put some pressure on them, and it'll loosen them up a little. That's a trick I learned from Todd Dudek. Okay, cool. Apparently, yeah, Scott yeah. knows that one, too. So Yeah, yeah. old school. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Squeeze your balls when all else fails. Gotcha. Perfect. Well, there you go. Ben, if you're listening to this, or Doc, you guys know what to do now. So, um, Of course, again, Ben flew his N7. Dude loves that thing. Um, flies it more than his other helis that he has, but... Uh, he is convinced now when Chris brought out all his toys with the XL 700 and whatever, he was like, man, yeah, I think I might have to get one. They, they both actually were, uh, checking that one out, the XL 700. And, uh, even doc was like, he's like, man, he goes, there's a lot about this heli that I really like, uh, design features and whatever. So, um, pretty cool. But, um, Ben was supposed to fly it, but I, uh, completely, you know, I, uh, I didn't give him a chance. <laughs> Oh, I thought I you were going to say fun. you pancaked it before you got to fly it. It was to say, Chris, Chris didn't learn his lesson last time. He definitely learned it this time. <laughs> no, no, I was definitely uh, trying to, to be better about it this time. <laughs> but, um, however, speaking of crashing, um, after Chris left and, uh, you know, I, I wanted to get some flights in because I hadn't really flown. I All I flew was the Protoss Nitro and the XL700, so... I broke out the 510 and just started banging out flights back to back. And by flight three, <laughs> about three quarters of the way through, um, I was practicing some pirouetting flips. And um, But what I was doing is I was trying to flip it over and then flatten it out and keep it pirouetting and keep it in one spot. And then pirou flip it back over, keep it in one spot, flatten out the disc, you know, whatever. And mm-hmm. I guess I just got so locked into what I was doing that at one point I gave full positive when it was inverted and just wham. <laughs> oh, man. You know, there's you a name s- for those pyro flips, right? What's that? It's called not being out of control. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything flips. about that. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. It's good, though. They're really good for trying to teach yeah. you how to, like, control the pyro flip is when you stop and just keep pirouetting. Yeah. So many people blow past that and they're just like, I'm just going to keep doing consistent back-to-back pyro flips. Yeah. And it doesn't help. No. Well, I practice, um, you know, just pirouetting on the sim quite a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and that's something that, you know, I, I wanted to start doing in real life to get comfortable because, you know, when it does start dipping towards one way or the other, you know, you automatically just flip out of it and, and move about your business. And, and that was part of what got me on the last one is that it was in a, you know, different attitude. And I was trying to fix that and I was going to go try and flip it back over and I grabbed full positive instead. <laughs> so... <laughs> Well, the um, good thing is, like, the more you work on that, the better your timing's going to get. Right. And then you'll start flipping them, and you won't have to chase them. They'll just yeah. be flat, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they're getting better on the sim, too. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, they're getting better on the sim, and it's just something that I've been wanting to to do in real life. And I would much rather do it with the 510, of course, than do it with a, a large machine. So, right. um, it's really proven to to be quite an exceptional model. You know, I, a while back, remember I was telling you a long. I mean, it was probably quite a few episodes ago. Where I was like, man, it just it's just how it flies. Like I I can't get used to it going between that and the 700. You know, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And ever since I changed sim. To the to Real Flight Nine, and ever since I adopted Scott's, you know, tuning in the the V bar, like, I, dude, I love that thing. It flies so freaking good, and yeah, I pretty does. much can do whatever I do on Real Flight with it, you know. And um, yeah, it's kind of become like home for me. You know, that little five ten is just, um, I gravitate towards it every time. So uh, it's a good it just needs a reset button. Yeah, it totally yeah, does. Yeah. <laughs> so did you you crashed it as a five ten, right? I did. Yeah. Are you gonna rebuild it as a five ten? Yeah, that's a good question, um, Yarso, because I I have parts here to make it a five fifty again, so that would save me some you know money to to order parts. Right. But man, I really like it as a five ten. You know. So, but here's my thing: is like I wasn't flying it as a 550 with Scott's adopted tuning. And so I'm kind of curious, you know, right. Maybe I would like it better now, you know, try it out. And if you don't like it, put it in again. You might as well. If you got the parts, it's going to happen. I mean, it's not if it's just when (laughs) it's only going to be a 550 for like a week and a half. So that's that's it. Right. (laughs) Just do one of those pure flops. <laughs> oh gosh. I so. think you should do it. I think you should do it yeah. as a 550 and try it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if you got the parts, why not, you know? Yeah. Um and I'm not missing too many. I mean, I know it's a main gear. Um Oh, you didn't hit hold? Come on. <laughs> no, I never get to hold anymore. I'm too old for that. Yeah. Fly um, it fly it till the end. Yeah, too old for hold. Brought a hold for quitters. <laughs> not a quitter. That's right. <laughs> I commit all the way in, baby. Yeah. So, uh yeah, but uh, it needs a main gear for sure. Um, the blade grip pitch arms, those those tend to break away pretty easily. And mm-hmm. um, But yeah, once again, man, I put it in on the head. I'm almost certain that the spindle is not bent. The main shaft, I'm almost certain, is not bent. The thrust bearings are still good. <laughs> I mean, nice. Wow. I, mean, I actually thing's... like when those pitch arms bend. Yeah. Yeah, like they're so easy to change, yep. and it's not a big deal. It saves uh, so much other stuff in the uh, in the head. Well, these on the five ten, you got to take the grips of the yeah. grips off. Not hard. I mean, it's not main no, shaft not, out, head yeah, out. You know, hard. it's easy. Nope, you're right. You're very right. Could be easy. I love it, and it also kind of gives the opportunity for you to kind of regrease things up, you know, and whatever, and clean some of the stuff in there. Cause I mean, at, dude, when it came out, it had like tufts of grass, like stuff between the blade and the whole, you know, <laughs> the bolt. You nice. clean that stuff out. Well, yeah. It's organic yeah. lube. It's I extra mean, dampening. I've been hanging out with Gucci, you know? I mean... <laughs> yeah, very good point. <laughs> so... Yeah, I just... When Gucci comes around, I put a blanket over my stuff. Nothing to see here. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. That's funny. So... But yeah, I love that thing, man. It's so freaking cool. I mean, I just, you know... I've threatened to, to sell it quite a few times, but I just can't do it. So, it's a good helicopter, man. It's it's the perfect beater. It really is. I mean, so far I think I was up around like seventy seven dollars in parts that was without blades. 
<laughs> I mean, it's just it's just stupid you know yeah and so. blades for that are like what 50 bucks 60 bucks uh, i mean well rotor i think oh, depends gosh. if you go to costco or not yeah right exactly yeah. Well, if you're going to costco they're they're about 20 30 bucks yeah yeah and maybe i should look into that since i do crash it frequently there you go but um yeah, I just think stop crashing. Yeah, no, dude, no progression. You know? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you say stop crashing? Yeah. I mean, <sighs> who is this guy? Yeah, I mean, his name's Fence Post for God's sakes. Right. <laughs> hey, I mean, do as I say, not as I do. Right. No, man. You, you know, that's the thing. Is like, you know, I mean, you could say that. You could say, oh, stop crashing. But you know, that's part of the reason why I don't enjoy. Not that it doesn't fly good. Okay, let's let's take that right out of the equation here. But that's part of the reason why I don't like flying the Drake is because I'm too scared to crash it. You know, I mean, we're the five ten. Yeah. Like I literally, I plow it in and I just laugh. I'm like, Pfft. you got to. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm out there, like 130 dollars. Like big whoop. You know, there's nothing that kind of bothers me more than somebody that crashes and like throws a fit over it. Yeah, that's me. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. like, come on, man. It's it's. <laughs> You can build it brand new again. It's not, you know, they right. just like throwing stuff and it's like, all right. I don't think I've actually seen anyone do that since I got back in the hobby. I have. We have. got some plankers at my club that, yeah, if they like, they'll have a rough landing and they'll run out and stomp on their airplane. Oh my God. And I'm like, are you wow. like, it's a perfectly good airplane. It's like, grow up. You know what I mean? Right. It's like that guy with the E10. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> wow. Not quite as, as, uh, not as flamboyant. Not, yeah. Not quite the vocabulary, but yep. Right. So for me, like I say, you know, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, I think an XL seven hundred is coming. I mean, just mm. because I just don't want to. You need it. I do. It's just too much money to crash the the. For me, let me just preface that, okay? I mean, it's just the way I crash a goblin is just too expensive for me. Six hundred bucks plus. I just, dude, I just can't do it. It's just too much. Yeah. So I love flying it. It's good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but yeah, it's, but it is a lot. Damn, of you're good at crashing. I'm. Not, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna say this one time. So make sure you're recording. Uh, it's recording. Here, what we got? The goblins fly good. They do. They're a great helicopter, right? But damn, they're ugly. <laughs> and damn, are they expensive to fix? Yeah. No, they're not. Well, oh. see. You know, that's what I was going to say. I, I'm always going to preface it with me, with me it depends. crashing. Yeah, depends how you crash. Right. I yes. have gotten very lucky with my SAB crashes, and they have yeah. been incredibly inexpensive. And a lot of people have. You know, there's a lot of people like, oh, yeah, I just break a link or two or whatever, and I move on. Right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just Nylon not bolts, that. bolts, links, yeah. and blades. I'm just not yep. that lucky, man. Like, when my stuff goes in, it's like, you know. Yeah, you don't fiddle fart around like us. You put it in with authority. I do. (laughs) See, I I fiddle fart around, but usually I go in tail first. Oh. So (laughs) it's always a tail boom. And when I can get two T-Rex tail booms for $14. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Most of mine are clipping the disc. So I'll like clip the tail and then clip the disc. It doesn't ever go in with... Inertia. Yeah, I, I can never do that. I always have to go tail first or tail blades, and then it spins around and chops the tail off. You know what I mean? It's Oof. like, uh. yeah. Well, you know, I crashed my 516 the same way as I did this past uh, Sunday. 
And I mean, dude, it was a complete rekit. <laughs> you know. I still think we need to change your name. Yeah, probably. To rekit. To rekit. Oh yeah. We did that a couple episodes ago, I think, right? <laughs> like I've never seen you break skids. But I've seen you break <laughs> literally everything else. Everything else. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll make it official. Just call me Rekit. That's fine. <laughs> nice. I'm okay with that. Um, but yeah, such a good time with the 510 regardless. I mean, we we were going over it. And we, we all were just laughing about it. We're just like, this is unbelievable. You know, I mean, the freaking, you know, um, thrust bearings or whatever, they're still, you know, in good shape. <laughs> still thrusting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Still <laughs> thrusting. <laughs> uh, staying away from that one. Oh, boy. But uh, that's all I got. That's it. Nice. Yeah, finally. Well, mine wasn't as eventful as yours. Um, <laughs> I did not re anything. But I did also get out and fly on Sunday. Um, I went to the Charlotte Aero Modelers Field, and I went with Mike Lawrence and Eric. Eric Shue. Speaking of Eric Shue, awesome guy, hilarious guy. He drives this Subaru, right? And his license plate says Shubaru. And every time I see it, I laugh my ass off, and I can't help it. I had to bring that up. (laughs) Is is Mike the guy that won the Protoss? Yes, sir. Nice. I'm, I'm stealing that Protoss. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Mike. We got to do a tuning flight. Let me tune it for you. <laughs> Six <laughs> gallons later. <laughs> yeah, should be fun. Uh, so then I flew. I flew my 570 and my Black Thunder 700 and my Glogo, and I put way more flights in the Glogo than I think anything else. I was really digging that heli that day. Um, finally, actually took the time to tune my own stuff for once because I'm always like tuning other people's motors and then whenever i go fly my own i'm like eh, close enough whatever don't care so i actually spent a couple flights or not a couple flights but one solid flight just tuning the motor and getting it absolutely perfect and i spent that time teaching mike how to tune his motor seeing as he's getting into nitros nice. so I'd, I'd get it rich i'd tell him you know listen to this listen when i punch out uh watch the smoke get you hear that noise kind of thing and then i leaned it out and i had the mid to the point where you could hear the mid get lean every time you got off it and showed him what that sounded like and then got it literally perfect and then flew the crap out of it so he's he's starting to get an ear for it too he was answering some of the questions before i told him what was going on so that's pretty solid nice and that thing was moving. I love that helicopter. So that one's definitely staying forever. That's cool. <laughs> um, no crashes. Um, actually seeing some progression for once. I've been spending weeks and weeks on the sim, just messing around, trying to be somewhat methodical to what I'm doing, focusing on one thing at a time. And it's starting to, starting to show in real life. I'm thrilled about that. Still not fixed my gasser. Uh, I had a little incident at the last fun fly when someone had this bright idea to say, hey, let's auto-rotate to a table. Um, Yeah. So the reason I grabbed the gasser, I think, did I cover that last time? Why I crashed the gasser? I don't think I did. How you crashed it? Like why I crashed it. Why I even tried to. Yeah, I think you did. The the Glogo wouldn't start, right? Yeah, because I had the fuel clip on the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Okay. I was under so much pressure. I had no idea. So crashed that into the table. Still haven't fixed it. It's on the floor behind me. I have the links. I just literally haven't wrenched on anything. And I still haven't gotten my Oxy-5 flying either. I ended up rebuilding it during heli class. Um, Heli-Man, a.k.a. Jim Dooley, 
uh, does a class every Saturday in our local hobby town. And I brought all my stuff and that way I could wrench because we had like a little wrench day and everyone brought all the stuff they were working on. We kind of just hang out, help each other chit chat while we do it. So yeah, so much fun. It's way more fun working on stuff with a group of people too, than just, you know, sitting down, hunkering down on your own. Right. That is cool. Yeah. Yep. That's definitely cool that, that, that hobby town lets us do that. So thanks to them. Um, but does yeah, that, I built a. What? Sorry, does that hob, hobby town carry helis? Um, I mean, they have blade stuff. stuff. No? It's not really a heli specific store at all. They've got some blade helis and fusions okay. and stuff and drone stuff. Um, nothing bigger than like a 430 size, 450 size. Gotcha. But the owner's cool. We're friends with the owner. Um, the guy's name is Jack Hunt, and he's super nice. So awesome. Um, but yeah, I got the Oxy Five built and then realized I had the tail belt backwards and I got lazy and didn't bother flipping it. So it's sitting on the floor still. Nice. Yeah, I need to get my act together. Work has been <laughs> kicking my butt. You're slipping. I'm slipping. I'm getting bad. <laughs> getting distracted. <clears throat> but yeah, that's it. Um, I'm really hoping to get flying this weekend. Um, we might actually go out to RCHO. Uh, a couple of the guys here are itching to go fly at that field, so we're going to make a couple-hour trek up there to go fly with Jay. If you let us. Kevin's ears just perked up. Okay. Yeah. You want to go? Mm-hmm. When, when is it this weekend? Yeah, we haven't decided a day. We may do it both days. I don't know. I don't know how lucky I'm going to get. Yeah, I won't be able to do it this weekend. Actually. Yeah, he's got to go truck shopping. That's oh, right. Oh yeah, yeah, buying oh. trucks. He's mm-hmm. going to get a. He's going to get a dually. A dually <laughs> Dodge. <laughs> but yeah, that's my week. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Well, anything else that you guys want to add? Mm. Nah, I can't think of nothing. All right. Well, let's Shall move we into do- it. What's hot? What, what is hot? What is hot? <laughs> <laughs> so, Gregor McGrath with Absolute CNC Products. He has sold out his first batch of mixture levers. Mm-hmm. What? What? What is this? <laughs> what is this you speak of? I'm actually kind of bummed out he sold out of those. Um, a, when I saw them online, I had no idea, no idea it was Gregor. And did I just start with B? <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> start with E. Oh, no, man. I can't spell. Um, yeah, I didn't know they were his. I, I probably would have bought some. I'm not a huge fan of needle adjuster levers. I never used them before, so I'm just, I just futz with the needles. But had I known they were his, I definitely would have supported a, a good person in the hobby and snagged a set for my YSs. Well, yeah. if, if you're nice to me, I might let you have a set. Those things uh, look good, man. Yeah. How he anodized them and then machined them afterwards. Like yeah, to get that. Silver edges. It looks yeah, sweet. That, yeah. yeah the How nice do I have to be to you? We'll talk. Uh, we'll name talk. calling? Is that? You already do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do have two sets. Um, and currently, I'm only using one engine. So, you know, if you. Well, uh, that's convenient. You know, if you want to. Um, <laughs> take a set then you know do it to it man it's like yeah, it was meant to be yeah 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 see i'm not such a i'm not that much of a dick as you say i am <laughs> did you stutter and talk with your oh. mouthful yeah, yeah sorry it's, yeah. A, it's some gummy worms 
<laughs> oh god <laughs> right i can't pronounce this guy's name is it geoff jeff joff chopsy chopper has published pictures of his XL Power Nitro. He put up some CAD photos, which I gotta admit, they look pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I kind of want this thing. I like the Spectre. It's a cool helicopter. And the fact is Nitro just made it that much cooler. Absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. you started a trend. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it actually uses the um, drivetrain from a black Nitro, if I'm not mistaken, as well. Really? Which I love, because that's a solid drivetrain with the belt mount. It keeps your CG nice and, uh, you know, forward, so it's not as difficult to get a true CG without doing funky stuff with, uh, you know, weird giant main gears and, you know, gearboxes and whatnot. Right. So I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. I wonder if he's going to sell kits or conversions. That'd be neat. That would be really neat. I, I you know, and I kind of hope that it's that way where he doesn't just keep it to himself. I kind of hope that he at least tries to provide, you know, yeah, um, but I think it. If he does, on... if he does, we'll have to manhandle the drawings off him. Yeah, well, it kind of depends too. Like, what is he using for the fan shroud? Like, is it a pre-existing from somebody? I mean, I can only assume that it is. You know. Yeah, I think it's all black nitro. I think the it's front end's black, black nitro. nitro. Oh wow, yeah. isn't that funny? Yeah. Well, yeah. Cool. If he doesn't give them up, we'll get our buddies at Inverted uh, Down Under to go kick his butt and steal his drawings. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, Great. steal that heli and send it to Heli Heads. Yeah, there you Here's go. Your shipping address, PO Box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and last in the news, um, not really that hobby related, but Align. They have actually launched some industrial helicopters. So they showed one called the Align E1, which was a heavy lift electric helicopter that can lift 15 kilograms, and they use it also for agricultural spraying. So, uh, Andy, come get your helicopter, Andy. That's right. <laughs> Just program to, it to come do yeah. your, uh, your farm work and then yep. come fly with us. Right. You yeah. could also put a hose on there and put fires out with it as well, I think. That's right. Oh, or wow. start fires with it if you put or a Or start fires. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All kinds of opportunities for extra streams of revenue there. Job security. <laughs> Burn it down <laughs> and put it out. If you work for the FAA, please disregard that previous comment. <laughs> <laughs> we do not actually do these things. Uh, we at Heliheads do not condone strapping flamethrowers on helicopters. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. That's pretty cool. There's yeah. not too many of those things that I don't even know if there's. Do they sell those in the U.S. market? I don't know. They just released it. I know that their major competitor is uh, Yamaha, I believe. Yamaha has one. Yeah, I know What's Yamaha's had one for a while. Yeah, for years. It's been around since I was a kid. But yeah, I don't know. I've, I've noticed kind of uh, a couple more rotary wing style ones of those coming up, and I'm not sure why. I don't know why they're moving away from drone platforms to, to rotary platforms like that. Right. I don't know what the benefit is, really. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Like so yeah, that's all for uh, for what is hot. Uh, what is hot? What is hot? Well, what's in the box then? What's in the box? <laughs> Kung flu. Yeah, XL Power has kicked the Kung flu. Yes. They uh, they're back up and running. They had a corona a yeah coronavirus <laughs> issue, <laughs> and oh. uh, they actually had to shut the factory down. So the Protos Nitro is delayed uh like i said in my week that it is supposed to be coming out in march i'm thinking i think i heard mid-march from somebody 
Uh, Raw just said March to me. He didn't say mid or end or anything like that. So um, within the next few weeks. So hopefully it all stays on schedule and uh, we can start getting them things put together, man. I'm excited. Yeah, it'd be super cool. That's what I was hearing too about mid March was the yeah yep yep uh, this next one uh, Kevin I'm gonna have you because I didn't see this one okay well it was just uh, you know it kind of goes with uh, the show that we're doing this evening which is you know all about tinkering and uh, you know um, kind of like with the uh, XL Power Nitro you know of just having a good time with you know trying to make things work and whatever else but Alan got a little frisky and was saying you know what I want to do some retractable landing gears and it was just the skids uh, more or less that he he put on a servo and they kind of folded in on themselves and uh, and he was just simply having fun he he was he made it very mm. clear that it was not for production it was just him goofing around having a good time and uh, it was it was quite funny because he put it up. You know, of course, these kids they kind of like hug up against the bottom of the frame, you know, and he just kind of punches out, you know. But uh, very different, um, kind of neat, uh, you know, for what it is. I I don't know that I would invest the time in that, but you know, people enjoy their hobby differently, and um, I just thought it was really cool, so I thought I'd throw it in there. Maybe uh maybe that's Alan Sabo's dropping a hint that he's going to be doing some speed stuff. Oh, there you go. Because I, I think they that use... would actually help with... Uh... I know they use them. They use yeah. retractable well, landing gear and speed. Yeah, what is it? The TDR... Uh, um, uh, is it the 2, I guess? Like, it has the retractable gear, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think the Comet has the 2. SAB yeah. Comet has retractable. Yep. Yeah. So... It's got some up his sleeve. Oh, boy. You yeah. heard it here. That's it. <laughs> Uh, Pretty cool. Yeah. And if they're wrong, are you going to retract that statement? Ooh, no oh, pun intended. But that was a Kevin joke. Oh, oh I, we need our soundboard back. Mm. <laughs> wow, wow. I've been banned from the soundboard app. That's <laughs> all right. Shaggy's got one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jamie Baker. He's one of our local guys. He got his DX9 wrapped by John at Mad Panda Graphics. Hmm. And it's probably one of my favorite raps I've seen because it says shake and bake. <laughs> I thought that was pretty no funny. <laughs> yeah, you got a shake and bake rap. It's like an American flag background. It's pretty funny. That's friggin' awesome. Yep. Yep. So good work, John. It came out nice. Uh, and then this is a big one. This one's uh, pretty interesting. So we all know Keith Williams has been. Uh, flying the Gowie NX4 that he stretched to the 500 millimeter blades oh, with the yeah. 55 and uh, posted a video of the head actually snapping off of it during flight. Mm. Yep, it broke loose and I was chatting with him about it. He said that he thinks that the Jesus bolt was not as tight as it should have been and the head was kind of teetering on it there kind of just working it back and forth and mm. fatiguing it so he gave me a build tip for mine he said make sure that that jesus bolt is as tight as you can possibly get it to keep that from kind of teetering back and forth so yeah but man it, it the those blades came flying at him fast i mean there yeah. was just kind of like a reality check like how serious 
these things really are. You know what I mean? If that thing yeah. would have been just another couple inches over, it would have probably hit them. Yeah. And yeah. there's nothing it's, you could do with how fast it's going. Yeah. Well, it's kind of lit up the, the hangout currently as of tonight, in fact, the night that we're recording. And, um, mm. and that's sort of the conversation that's going on is, you know, the do's and don'ts and safety and, and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, here's the thing. And I, I don't condone it, of course. I mean, I, I, well, that's not, I don't want to say that either, but I think the the point of this is, is it's not like he was at a fun fly and beating the snot out of this thing. And he had like an audience of 30 people. You, you know what I mean? Like that's a little different. It's always been just him by himself. And if that's how he enjoys his hobby, cool. You know, I'm I'm not going to bust on the guy. Um, well, hang on. What was dangerous about it? Like he, he wasn't flying at himself, right? I mean, the rotor head came off. You can't, right? You can't well, possibly prepare or fly for that, right? I guess people are saying that that's you know, since it's technically not a stretch kit for that helicopter, you're using the X5 stuff, then you're pushing the boundaries of its capabilities. Right. Yeah. No, that's dumb because it was supposed to be an X4 basically, and he was upgraded to an X5 with beefier components. Like, don't yeah. give the kid a hard time yeah. yeah no that's what i mean it's like you know, he, he was on his own and that's that's his business you know i mean it's it's no different than somebody cranking up a freaking goblin 700 to 2500 rpm like you you know the risk well, that you're taking you know what i mean right well let's be honest uh the 700x has an issue with the heads flying off right the main shafts break on those yeah that's true too it's a pretty common issue if you yeah. fly hard so, and that, you can't tell me that main shaft wasn't built for that helicopter because that's the only way you can buy it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, uh, and I'm the sure head didn't Keith... even break either. The main shaft broke. Like, that's, I yeah. don't know. I, I'd hate seeing people getting, you know, Monday morning quarterback and everyone attacks you just because they think they know best. Right. That's <laughs> right. not cool. I totally agree. I do. And it's, Welcome it's, to Facebook. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. that's, it, it's, he's enjoying his hobby how he wants. And, right or wrong you know it's you know that's on him you know yeah, and he's a huge asset to the hobby too he loves yeah. this hobby he does it so oh, much yeah. he's like number one poster all the time yeah. in the hangout i was gonna yeah. follow this up with that that he's been super active here lately like giving us videos to watch every day and mm -hmm. i mean you know so yeah yep. he could he could throw it down too man he's got some pretty good it's yeah. pretty good yeah. videos yeah um he uh, corrected me on something that I said on the last episode, though. Oh, yeah? And I have oh, to forget find him, it here. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Hold Get on. that. <laughs> Unacceptable. I think it was the head speeds that he was running. Oh. Yeah, he was running 2650. What did you uh, say? So you say like twenty eight or something? I was saying twenty eight, twenty nine. He said I'm currently running it at twenty seven hundred. Oh, with the okay. Not twenty eight or twenty nine. Yeah. So I told him that I would correct that statement. So there you go. He was not running it at twenty eight, twenty nine hundred. He's running twenty six fifty to twenty seven hundred. Yeah. So what do you normally run a X five at? Um. I mean, so obviously, fives in the manual say you can spin them up twenty seven. Well, I could. Tell yeah. you right now, my my five ten XL power runs at twenty seven twenty eight hundred. So yeah. the five sixteen runs at twenty six to twenty seven hundred. So right. that debunks everyone's comments about not running it the way he's supposed to. Yeah, right. There you go. Yep. Yeah, I think uh, you know the 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 uh, stars aligned for 
that thing to fail the way that it failed. You know what I mean? I think yeah. it can happen to anybody with any component. It's just, uh, it's why you got to be safe, man. Just, you can't let your guard down. And I think for the most part, he was, I, uh, you know, yeah. again, it's not like Scott was yeah. saying, it's not like he was flying at himself. I mean, yes, the disc was in at him, but you know, I mean, well, I, I know sport flyers that were in that same attitude many yeah. times during their flight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, my only comment is he probably shouldn't fly hard 3d alone. You know, bring a friend, <laughs> do something at the very minimum, tell someone where you're at and mm-hmm. when you think you're going to be done just in case. Right. And who knows? He might not have been alone. I mean, yeah, this is true. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a very interesting point. And I can honestly say that I have been to the field many a times by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll be honest, like for the last year or so, um, especially since I met Ben and Josh since last year, uh, Heli extravaganza, um, I will check with them first to see if they're going to come out. And mm-hmm. there was one weekend here recently where I think Ben had the Kung flu and, um, <laughs> doc was, uh, working or something and yeah. they were like, yeah, we're not going to make it. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm just not going to worry about it this weekend, you know? And, uh, and I didn't go just, just oh, for safety. Don't reasons, do that. You know? So I, yeah. I, if I fly on my own, I just don't, I don't fly as aggressive. I'm just typically working on things, orientations, maneuvers, big air stuff, like nothing that could possibly hurt me. Cause I know if something God forbid happened, you know, I don't want it to, to hit me. Right. So if I'm flying with friends and yeah, let's go have a good time, fly like normal. But you know, I just try not to do aggressive stuff when I'm alone, yeah. but I'll still See, fly. Fair point. I went out and, uh, I flew by myself and Dana, my, uh, fiance was out of town so i was here alone uh i went out to the field i'm like i'm not gonna sit here twiddling my thumbs i'll go out and get some flights and nobody was able to make it so i actually called uh my buddy dave and i called my father-in-law and said hey just you know wanted to tell you i'm I'm gonna be at the field flying my helicopters if i don't call you by this time come over and check on me you know yeah that's perfect uh Yeah. yeah Just in, yeah. just in case, you know what I mean? Because even not flying hard, you never know. You you plug something in wrong or something shorts out and it hot starts well, on you. And, yeah, I was going to say, it can yeah, happen on true. the bench. So, it doesn't have to be you Yeah, that's a good point. It, you know? Right. Yep. So so Facebook Live, the whole thing is what you're saying. Yes. You're flying with everybody. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But uh, at any rate, it's been entertaining, Keith. Thank you very much for all of the videos that you've been putting up. And um you know what, man? Put it, slap a new main shaft at th- in that thing and, and get it going yep. again. Let's see. Yeah, let it rip. Yep. <laughs> Don't let the naysayers bring you down. That's it, man. Go have a good time. Just be safe. Yep. For so. sure. Uh, I think that's all we got in the box. All right. Wraps it up. Okay. Oh, you know what? I do want to bring something up. What you got? Uh, and I can't believe we forgot about this, but I think the weekend after this airs, uh, Rotor Live is going on. Ooh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Nice. Everything's been so quiet. Like, I have no I idea know. what they're going to reveal. It's, it's kind of snuck up on us. I think it's the weekend of the 14th and the 15th. Okay. All right. uh, we'll be Rotor Live. So, nice. Hopefully, we'll see some new products and stuff. We'll have some pretty cool That's new exciting. toys to tinker with. So, nice. Let's hope so. Pretty cool. Can we take bets? Can we take bets? Mm hmm. I bet there's going to be a new Yurikai. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I got a doozy. 
And I want to yeah. bet on it. All yeah. right, go ahead. I think there's going to be an SAB 570 with a Kraken transmission. Ooh. I am banking on this. I Well, so that's a fair bet because that's obviously the direction they're going in. And um, I think that would make perfect sense to yeah. do that. And there, there may or may not be a photo from one team pilot or someone that did a tour in the factory. And they took a picture in the R&D test room. Ooh. And Ooh, in the background, you're getting somebody fired. No, <laughs> no. It was posted publicly. Everything, you know, it's just, there was nothing, no comment about it. It was just kind of there on the wall. Hmm. And it's sitting beside a Kraken. It looks like a Kraken and it's shorter than a Kraken. Hmm. Huh. So I'm pretty excited. Who knows yeah. if it's going to actually happen? It could have just been a test that they did or maybe a boom canopy combo for a 570 to make it look more Kraken ish. But, Kind of I'm like hoping. The, the buddy scheme. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like an updated canopy and boom. But yeah, but that's your. That would be cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's one of your go tos. You you love the five seventy. Oh yeah, I don't know what I'd do if they made a new one. I'd, I'd definitely buy it. Yeah. No, I. That's a cool machine for sure. Yeah, that's like mm-hmm. my my go to. That thing never fails me. Even when my good friends plow into the ground in Florida. No comment. Don't know why. <laughs> Don't know who did that. Nobody went to Florida. Yeah, they did. Not, none of us. I'm not saying you guys. Well, the people can't call man or reply if they're not here. Scott. Exactly. I'm talking behind their back. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were waiting for a reply from somebody. No. He's no, talking just, about he, he's I'm talking confused. about his own fan base. His fan base. I don't have a fan base. Oh. I'm confused. I can't do this sober. <laughs> uh, well. Well, I have yeah. a I have a, a prediction do you i am gonna say sab like 55 size nitro oh man uh you're killing oh, me could we say both mm, that would be pretty epic i mean it it would make sense you know i mean with the success of you know, nitro, especially this year or the, you know, Mm -hmm. 2019 into 2020. I mean, they, they definitely could capitalize on it, you know, especially being homegrown. Um, cause I, I, and I, I hate to see the, say this out loud, but I'm not entirely sure that Carrie Shirley's 55 conversion maybe sold that many. You sure as heck don't see a lot of them. There's like Mm -hmm. one person I think I saw recently that posted, but, um, I have a feeling if if SAB did a, a homegrown ground up fifty five you know five seventy style nitro, I, I I man I really feel like it would it would yeah, sell you know I'd buy that it's, immediately too especially yeah. if it had like the Kraken drivetrain you mm-hmm. know I mean holy shit you know that whole mm-hmm. size is just fun yeah the the 570 size because you run it electric you can run it 5s and the thing still moves like mine's a rocket ship with mm-hmm. with success did i say 5s i meant success yeah um and then if you run it with a 55 like even that flies awesome yeah and yeah. it's so much better on fuel you don't you know you're not burning five flights a gallon like yeah. like a 700 size and with the price of nitro right now that would really help stay in nitro yeah 
I, and you know, one of the things too is like I'm kind of getting over the fact that whether or not it would be heavy, you know, um, who cares? Let momentum do the work for you and fly it that way instead, you know? Right. I don't think it'll be heavy. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying if it was, I, I don't think I would care. Right. You know, but I, I think still... if you take a 6S5000 and compare it to an OS55 with a, you know, T-Rex 600 size fuel tank, yeah. I bet they weigh almost the same. I, I got to tell you, man, um, me personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with 600 class machines. And I'm really kind of bummed that there's not more, especially yeah, right. nitro. I mean, I that's kind of what makes me think that that might be might be sitting in the on the yeah. back burner somewhere for them. I mean, yeah, I really it it would have been cool had Glogo come out with or uh, the Glogo or had there been a Glogo 600. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um. But, you know, I mean, Matt really is kind of the only one, isn't he, that has, like, the... Yeah. Well, there's the 600XN, the Align. Miniature aircraft, Fury 55. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that out yet? Uh, They say, I don't know. It's kind of hard to tell with those guys. But it's definitely coming. Yeah. Okay. I have no doubt they'll launch it. I think 600 class is so underrated. I really do. I mean, they're, they're, they're good to crash, you know? I mean, they're, they're cost effective and... Yep. Um, well, the US 55 is the set it and forget it nitro. Yeah, it totally You know what is. I mean? You know, I mean, it really is a bulletproof motor. It's it's silly. But, hmm. uh, at any rate, well, cool. I'll have to keep an eye out for those posts, you know, when they start doing yep. yeah. live. This yeah, stuff so is fun. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> like speculating wildly. Sure. Yep. Yep. I, I, I got one more. What you got? All right. XL Power is going to bring back the electric Protoss. Ooh. Uh, isn't that going to happen anyway, or no? I don't know. I don't know either. I would think I mean, that's the only thing left, know. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool, though, huh? I mean, yeah. uh, so, okay, so let's rehash for just a moment. So when Jesse from RCHN had it, right? Uh, wasn't it kind of a hefty bird? Wasn't it like tw- 12 and a it half was. pounds? I had two of them. Oh, okay. So you did have one. All right. I, I went through a little thing where I wanted to have the same, more than one of the same helicopters. So they were the same exact setup, same exact everything. Mm-hmm. And I bought two, uh, Protoss V2s. Okay. And I think after I got done equipping them, they were like 12.7. Ooh. They were pretty portly. Yeah. It's a gasser. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was with the uh with the the lighter frame and all that stuff. They came out with a like a they shaved a pound, I think, off or uh I don't remember how much weight it was. They changed the material they made the lower frame out of and made it a lighter one. Mm. That was with all that stuff. So Well, they definitely lightened up the Protoss Nitro. So, um, I can only yes. imagine that raw would, you know, do the same for that as well. But, right. uh, but yeah, I don't know if that's coming or not. I have, uh, no idea. Um, that'd be pretty neat though. Hope mm-hmm. it does. The more yeah. helis, the better. Yeah. I think we kind of assumed it was coming because they came, they, I mean, they brought back the Protoss 500. Why wouldn't they bring back the 700 electric? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So it'd be cool. All right. Very cool. You guys got anything else? That's it. I don't think so. All right. We got a guest. We do. 
Let's take a short break, come right back, and uh, we'll get into that. Innovation. Shatter your limits. Become a legend. Welcome back. We have a very special guest with us tonight. Uh, his name is Colton Bakewit, and uh, we're going to do a little get to know, and uh, we're going to dive into some tinkering with Colton. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Welcome to the show, Colton. Yeah. Hey, guys. Great to be here. Welcome, yeah. buddy. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, do you want to kick off our normal get to know you questions? No, I'm going to kick it off. Are you? Uh, yeah, this is my turn. Get away. Freaking let it rip, hey, Chip. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Colton, how long have you been flying? I've been flying for about the three, four years-ish. Yeah, I mean, it depends on uh, how consistently we're really talking about, because I kind of got into it and out of it. But yeah, let's just call it like four years. Well, like day know. day one, picked up a helicopter. This looks like it'll be cool. Crash. When was that? Four years? Five years? Uh, 2014. So I guess 2014. That's more like six years now. Yeah. Nice. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I got proof, man. I got evidence. Yeah, you hesitated. I don't believe it. <laughs> nice. So, Colin, what do you do for a living? I'm a CNC machinist for Skyfish. Uh, some people might recognize that name as uh, Dan from RCHN used to work for them and is now working for them again. Nice. So yeah, that's Skyfish. That's who, who I work for. Very cool. Doing the drone stuff, right? Yep. Just uh, development drone stuff. Uh, right now we're focusing on uh, developing drones to map towers, cell towers. Oh, cool. Nice. Did you guys do your FAA comment? I did. I don't actually know if any of my coworkers did or not. Hmm. Mapping towers? Like ones they plan to build or ones they already built? Uh, already built, so... Hang uh, on. <laughs> they don't keep track of that? Uh, they're, they're, <laughs> I think this whole drone delivery stuff, they're going to start using the 4G towers once everybody goes 5G. Oh, oh is that right? Yeah, I think they're going to start using the 4G towers to... Uh, control the drones and create a network thing that they can fly on. It's wow. way less funny than I thought. Mm. I thought it was like Verizon going, hey, Bob, didn't we make 500 towers? Did you remember where we put those? Can you find those for us? Yeah. Yeah, we just go grid the United States and just find them all for them. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now, we uh, fly up and we take thousands of photos and then make a 3D model out of it. Nice. Ah, cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. There's so, our own challenges that we can get into uh, with the work there. The whole just flying around cell towers as is. But yeah, if we touch touch base on the work stuff later, that's cool. Right on. Yeah, do we? Because I'm curious. Yeah. yeah All right. Again. All right. Okay. 
If not, we'll make a point to get into it later. Yeah, because we can talk about a lot of the tinkering, which is kind of inherent with my job as well. Cool. So, uh, do you have any other hobbies uh, besides helicopters? Um, besides RC in general? Uh, yeah, I, I play guitar. Um, nice. I've played musical instruments well, since go, I was Evan. about six, <laughs> yeah. six years old. Um, music's always been a part of my life. It's been in and out a little bit. Um, uh, the guitar has been coming back a little bit recently, been picking yeah. it up in the evenings and just kind of relaxing and hanging out, especially this winter when there's more downtime. All right. So, uh, other, other hobbies. I had, uh, some two wheel hobbies for a while, uh, that have been out of and maybe itching to get one again. We'll see. Ooh. Nice. That'd be cool. Uh, so I know there's at least two people out there in our hobby that would love to know what kind of guitar do you, are you playing and do you have an amp? Like what kind of amp is it? And that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I, I've been through a number of guitars. My current one right now is a Schecter classic. It's, it, it would have been, I guess a 2000 shoot nine model. I don't okay. know how long they made them or whatever, but, uh, I had sold a guitar just to, that's the nicest one i've owned ever um and it's it's been awesome it's stuck with me through the years still sounds great as is and i uh currently am playing on a fender mustang 2 oh wow that's cool so i think that's 110 watt or something like that i can't remember what size the speaker is but but yeah it does really good for me um it's just simple enough for me i can plug in and that fender mustang 2 is plenty loud for just jamming in the house sure you got pedals or anything like that or i have it's old stuff um it's an old uh distortion factory uh df7 okay um that's it i do have i guess a multi-effect pedal Uh, i'm pretty sure it's broken though (laughs) it's really really old and got stomped on a few times Hmm. isn't that what you had mike you had a schecter didn't you uh i was looking at a schecter looking at a schecter yeah i was looking at getting one yeah. So, uh, Colton, do you do you happen to drive a pickup truck? I do. Yes. <laughs> yes. Knew Is it, it. A Dodge? Is it a Dodge? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> we're we're giving. Do I want to know why this, where this is going. So I've been giving Kevin a hard time because he was our, our fearless leader. Uh, loves guitars and is talking about buying a Dodge truck. Well, you know, that's 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 the that's the making of a country song. You know, happens to be a Toyota Tundra. Yep. There you go. That's yeah. a good choice. That is a good choice. It's a 200,000 200, mile Toyota Tundra, but it's still plugging along. Nice. <laughs> It'll keep going. <laughs> it yeah. should, as long as I swap those oil changes out pretty good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can't s- never say that for a Dodge. We're <laughs> 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 getting emails. Oh, oh God. Uh, yeah. We've, oh. we've officially crossed the line about the, the <laughs> Chevy Dodge Ford battle. Has yep, come you're, to help you're stirring it up. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's what, what they, they pay me for. That's that. Yeah, that's pay? what he does. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to helicopters and RC stuff, please. Um, <laughs> please. <laughs> what got you into RC helis to begin with? Uh, that's a great question. So RC helis, uh, specifically, I was just on YouTube and randomly came across a heli video. Happened to be one of uh, Trek flying. In the palm trees, of course, that one of those famous ones, but it was a really old one. Uh, 
and maybe it was like a re-upload or repost from someone else because it was very potato cam, very pixely. Is maybe only potato cam. Was it? Was it that one where it was like a? That? It was a Gowie X7, and it was on the side of the road, and you went like TikToking into the palm trees and out of the palm trees and stuff. Yes, sir. That's I like that's his exactly best video. Cool. And yeah. so, yeah, right along the side of the road, and it was nighttime, yeah. of course. Yeah. Anyways, uh, um, that was the video, and I immediately was awestruck and kind of set aside and went. Is that real? Because it looked uh, <laughs> pixely enough that it could have been easily like faked or something like that. But Fake of course, uh, right on the right hand side, there's all of the other suggested videos mm-hmm. of people who do this somewhat for a living, you know, professionally. So I, I click on the next one. I was like, oh, wow, this is this is the next technical hobby I need to learn. <laughs> awesome. And of course, it took me from that day. Uh, a couple of years before I really got into it. But um, yeah, if you want to talk about kind of where I went through my RC career, we can kind of walk through the line of models I've owned and what kind of worked my way up to even getting a heli in the first place. Yeah, I think, I think we're going to get there. Okay. Yep. We're going to get there. So isn't that funny though, that you questioned whether that was real? It, it kind of is only in the sense that, um, I might not have questioned it. I don't know. Uh, in a different if was, if scenario, or a different setting, yeah, or maybe even yeah, a different just even timeline, like ten years down the road or ten ten years prior. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's just I had at least a little doubt. Honestly, it's interesting because, um, I just didn't know it was even a thing. It's interesting how sometimes you just don't even know something exists. And I scratched my head why I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. There was a TV show where they were trying to debunk RC heli 3d flying. Like they, people like they, they brought in quote unquote experts that were trying to say, Oh yeah, you could tell that that's, you know, CGI and all this stuff. And, no. It was. I think it was actually Alan Zabo was flying. Oh wow! And they were watching a video of it, and the guy's like, "Oh yeah, it's definitely fake. Look at how this thing moves. Nothing can move like that." And it's yeah, out. Tariq, it's out there Tariq, on YouTube somewhere. Yeah, Tariq has been blamed a few times, like where people are like, "This isn't real," you know? Right. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty wild pilot. That's no, for sure. they they don't fly yeah. like that. They put flamethrowers on their drones. <laughs> yeah, that's really good CG. <laughs> uh, so, Colton, describe your reason for flying. Like, what what keeps you going? What keeps me going these days is just the fact that it's technical and it's fun, it's interesting, exciting, all, all wrapped up into one without being super duper expensive in the terms of compared to like cars or off-roading or Mm. other things that you can do for fun. Um, not saying that if I could afford those things, I wouldn't fly helis. Um, I'm just saying that like, that's what makes it so appealing to me. Um, not saying helis are even cheap per se, but I haven't worked my way up to seven hundreds yet. (laughs) Um, but that's, that's mainly what keeps me flying. Um, today, uh, I wish I could say 
friends also help keep me flying uh, or local friends, but there just aren't any other pilots around here at this time. Well, you live in God's country. Uh, that's what I hear. Up, up there with Dan, <laughs> Dan Reed. <laughs> yep. Shine down upon me. <laughs> yeah. How is old Dan doing? Have you, did you see him today or? I saw him on Tuesday, I think it was okay. earlier this week. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I chatted with him a little bit and um, I, I asked him, because you guys poked and I know this is going to be a future question, but <laughs> but you brought it up and it's on my mind. So I'm going to talk about it. There you go. Um, our, the whole FAA thing. Yeah. Um, honestly, it just sounds like we are so busy um, with... Um, businesses that we're working with right now we got some deals we got some pilots out flying some towers some big things are possibly happening everyone seems super busy through this last whole period that um we're not worried about it at work and i i don't participate in these meetings anymore but uh yeah it just sounds like all right cool i mean we're not gonna immediately benefit from it but I mean, it's only going to make it a little easier for us to maybe cater to certain customers in the future. Um, uh, But yeah, I tried to poke around a little bit, but nobody's really talking about it. Some people have their opinions. Um, I actually didn't even ask if anybody had uh, gone and left a comment or not. Mm. Yeah. And then everyone's on the same opinion, though, about the hobby side of things. Everyone's in disagreement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if nothing else, you need to tell him that he needs to uh, like the Heliheads Facebook page and follow (laughs) us on uh, Podbean, or else you're going to quit your job. Just threaten him. (laughs) I need to ask him if he even has a Facebook page. I thought he ditched that a while back. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually smart man. He's smarter than me. Yeah. (laughs) It's not hard. <laughs> you know, Dan's doing good though. Yeah, awesome. awesome. He just got good a new car recently. Yeah, did he? Yeah, what do you get? New wheels. It's a Kia of some sort, a basic Kia car. Since he lives in Corvallis, what? Big I, country loving, striving a Kia. Big country loving. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, oh. Yep. Uh, been a- he was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, good times. Complaining uh, about the gas. Yeah, yeah, sure, I don't I'm blame sure. him. So yeah, and his other rig was getting kind of, kind of up there on mileage, and he needed to trade it in. So yeah, I told him he should have just got a motorcycle. He can, he can bear it out because he got rid of his last one. He needs to get another one. Oh, hmm. wow. Yeah. Well, very cool. Well, tell him that we appreciate all that he did uh, with RCHN, and um, we would we would certainly love to talk with him, but uh, we can discuss that at a later time. But um, do yeah, you I'll have pass, pass the comments? On. I'll pass the comments on. Awesome, thank you. Um, do you have any sponsors that you uh, currently have? Do you have anything like that, or no? I'm not nearly that involved. Um, I know you don't necessarily have to be a balls to the wall, extreme pilot to be sponsored by any means, but I wouldn't feel right. Even if someone tried to offer me a sponsorship, cause I'm just not as involved in the community as I once was. Right. Yeah. 
Nice. I haven't even tried to reach out there for one or anything like that. It was something that did motivate me back in the day where it's cool to, you know, wear colors or attend events or whatever and just feel a part of a team. Uh, and that was something that I might work towards, but I never wanted to to ask for anything um, or reach out sort of deal. Cool. Yeah, yeah. That is respectable. Absolutely. Out of all the years you've been flying, um, did you ever take a leave of absence? I think you mentioned you did. What was the reason for that? Yeah, uh, mainly school. Um, went back to college and just kind of put my head down and buckled down and didn't have as much income at the time. So I did just kind of off and on use what I had, but it just, I kind of, I have another buddy who fell out of the hobby and then there was nobody to readily fly with and just kind of slowly tapered out of it for a while. But, um, over the last year or so, the itch has been pretty bad. Well, we're glad you came back. It is tough to be in the hobby when there's nobody to fly with. It makes it real hard to get out and fly. For sure. I don't think I could stay in it. I'd have to do something pretty drastic, like like a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) If it weren't for the podcast, I probably would be gone. I probably would have sold stuff. But it's it's just that lingering hope, that community that's out there. I know it's not going to leave. There's probably always going to be a solid community around to stay a part of, just right. maybe not locally. <laughs> yep. Yeah. The Facebook helps. The Facebook and podcasts are massive. That that got me into it big time. Definitely. Yep. Uh, so what helis do you currently have? I currently have a uh, blade. 270 CFX that I stretched to 325. I have a uh, Protos 480, but that would have been back when MSH owned it. And so I don't know what they called it other than just the Protos, but um, it's their stretched carbon kit. Uh, So yeah, technically the the MSH 480 and I've got a Goblin 570 that's 12s setup and then i also have a blade 230s and an mcpx brushless nice yeah i heard a a lack of nitro (laughs) there's we can talk about fuel here in a little bit that's been a big actual motivator of me even when it comes to thinking about stepping up to 700 and we'll talk about that, but it's not nitro related. It's more of a different. Oh, fuel. Oh. <laughs> you hear that Mike? Something in the water up there. That sounds like <laughs> that heat, Mike. He's feeling a wee bit gassy. Oh, <laughs> can, can we tangent well, the, and talk about it right now? Or should we hold on? Well, the question was nitro or electric. <laughs> no, nitro or gasser. <laughs> Well, it would be gas. Let's 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 hear your let's hear your let's hear your thoughts. All right, so here's my thoughts, and don't you can call me crazy if you want. Call me out on Facebook. I'm gonna mute my microphone. That way, I'll be respectful. (laughs) Don't be hitting your microphone across the room now. (laughs) Um, so here's my thoughts. So this 570, I picked it up from Dan. He had two sitting around. One was a 6S, one was a 12S. He ended up uh, handing me over the 12S setup. I bought the batteries for it. 
is basically ready to go from him. Awesome. It's the most solid heli- feeling heli I've ever flown. Um, but to move on from that, my thoughts are if I want to move up to a 700 currently, I really don't have a great charging setup and I would really have to bite down and like, just, I have a lot of lipos that have been sitting around from, you know, past airplanes and helis, just a ton of little lipos. I've I gone through them recently and I've been having this slight paranoia sort of thing about just having lipos just laying around in the house in general. And so the more I think about it, and I, I don't fly like 300 flights a year sort of thing. I, it's going to be probably closer to that, like 50 to a hundred flights a year. Um, our battery is going to go bad possibly before I even make fully full use of them. Uh, am I wasting money on lipos? So spend the money on that upfront cost that it would take to get a gasser going that I would have spent on, you know, charger and stuff and, and all that stuff to get me kitted up to even conveniently fly an electric. Um, I'd probably want to get a generator by this point too. So that's just another, another cost. Um, but yeah, so it's just kind of got me extra motivated and looking into gassers just that much more. Nice. So which one I don't like it. You don't like it. <laughs> he doesn't like it. And, um, well, with all the conversions that have been happening recently, or yeah, and in the works, I'm I'm looking at them all. Uh, not the Goblin Gasser. What is it? I like it. Why not? Um, the weight thing does bug me, and I don't know okay. if the Goblin Gasser can be pretty light. Uh, I really haven't looked into all the numbers. I can't even recite any off right now. Uh, but I just do know there are lighter gassers, and I would probably end up being hard pressed to not tinker and start chopping holes in something to make it lighter. But if it's already lighter as is, I'd be pretty content to just leave it alone. <laughs> gotcha. That's kind of an issue with me trying to leave stuff alone. <laughs> My recommendation, if it's your first one and it's your first 700 size, I would go with a, a miniature aircraft just because it, it comes from the factory. That configuration has got fully complete instructions to build it the way it's supposed to be and spare parts support in the U.S. It just makes more sense for like a first gasser. Oh, yeah, totally agree. Yeah, it's yeah. From the ground up, meant to be a gasser. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually am good friends with uh, Quinn RC, as he goes on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, he lives up in Kalispell. Uh, my fiance has family up in Kalispell, and whenever we go up there, I go hang out with Quinn, which is sometimes once a month throughout the year. Nice. Uh, so we constantly BS back and forth on Facebook about... Um, projects and tinkering and stuff and um, both of us have kind of tossed around the idea of maybe collaborating on messing around with a gasser design um that would be sort of thing that's you know meant to be a gasser from the ground up he's also pretty busy with life right now so he's kind of holding off on some heli stuff yeah is he is he the guy that made his own machined his own heli or is that somebody else yeah and i was kind of it was cool to witness that whole process before anybody knew about it or anything because i'd been friends with them i just kind of watched the whole thing in the background come through fruition just 
he bounced ideas off me once in a while, but for the most part, yeah, I mean, he did everything all by himself. He built his own CNC machine. Pretty much everybody knows the story by now. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's, it's, he's a very motivated individual for when it comes to uh, doing things himself. Well, the fact that he had to build the CNC machine first was... <laughs> I know, that, right? <laughs> that alone is just mind-boggling. I'm like, holy crap, you know? Yeah, I'm not sure what really came first the idea that i want to make my own heli so i need a cnc machine or i kind of already want a cnc machine and then along with it came i'm gonna build a heli (laughs) right so any new builds for the 2020 season i might sell a few of the things that i have around here some old motors i have laying around try to save up so i can uh do a little modification to the 570 uh, a while back, I posted some ideas that I've been tinkering with, mainly just revolving around uh, raising the CG of the 570 in general. Not too much, but a bit. And also maybe tinker around with making it single stage. Um, just it, Honestly, it all just comes down to just being keeping myself busy and having fun. So what do you mean by single stage? Well, right now it's got a belt. Mm-hmm. to opinion to a gear so that's this two stage drive train mm-hmm. versus a single stage which is just motor to main gear okay yeah and what so, is that what would that change as far as characteristics or drive ratio or any of that right um it's just uh playing around with the idea of can a lower kv uh motor be used as well as a higher kv motor and and what it kind of comes down to the battle there is sometimes weight like a lot of times when you get those the larger diameter lower kv um, flatter motors sometimes Mm -hmm. end up weighing a decent amount more than your standard uh brushless motor that will run in a heli um Hmm. and i guess kind of just what me what got me thinking about it was just even the fireball you know the fireball just has that that direct drive it's like hmm could a larger heli have direct drive and then you start doing some math and looking at it's like holy cow how big some of these motors would have to be and how (laughs) pointless it would be to even attempt that in my mind at at least right now uh but i i started whittling it down and kind of finding a happy medium uh, not necessarily uh, the like the largest diameter motor, but kind of a happy medium and came across this one on KDE's website. We deal a lot with KDE stuff um, on our drones. And so I came across this one and went, wow, the, the wattage, like on paper, it seems like it should be a good motor. And that's, that's some of the other things you come across. Yeah, some of these motors, they, they have the higher torque, but like the overall, the wattage output of the motor is still less than we can output out of the standard heli motor. So you go, okay, well, I guess it would be kind of pointless at that point or at that time too. But this motor, I don't know. It's just kind of, I like tinkering on projects. It, it's kind of unique. Uh, it does uh, just challenge me, I guess. Uh, that's the whole, one of the things about taking a uh, model that was already meant to be one thing and then just kind of modifying it is there is a challenge there um and 
that I've always enjoyed throughout my uh, my tinkering hobby. It's pretty cool. But in the end, the the main goal is to just have fun. Obviously, <laughs> if I can uh, if I can not waste uh, two hundred and fifty dollars on a KDE motor, that would be even better. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll probably try to find one used, but that's probably going to be pretty hard. So depends on how motivated I am, really, just to 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 drop money on something just to be unique. Really, it's not that. Um, I need the heli to fly better. I'm not even a great pilot to begin with. I really just need a heli that's solid and I shouldn't touch it. Like I said earlier, that's one of my problems. (laughs) Yeah. Currently the heli has some G10 frames that I custom did up. I think I posted a picture on Facebook a while back where I strapped the batteries to the side of it and the, the frames like inch and a half shorter or something like that it raises the cg like 40 or 45 millimeters or something like that total i personally don't notice a difference in the flight characteristic but it's just a neat experiment very Very cool cool. yeah so what uh what fun flies have you attended uh the othello fun fly um the silver hills fun fly and rchn3 Ooh. So I think I know the answer to this, but if you had to pick one as your favorite, which one would that be? Uh, definitely RCHN3 for sure. Yes, I knew <laughs> it. I mean, minus the fact that it's nine hours or so away from here, but yeah, it's oh, wow. not too bad. Um, I will for sure make that drive again if they uh, if they end up hosting the event once more or twice more. <laughs> hopefully, yeah, hopefully, yeah, for sure. So yeah. So at these events, was there any moment that you saw something just completely, you know, crazy that blew your mind, whether it was a flight or something that went down? Was there anything that you saw that was just mind blowing? I don't know. Uh, aside from sitting across the table at Red Lobster, looking at Kyle Stacy, that was about <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> Watch out, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I did get to see Kyle. I met him. Uh, he was at RCHN three. I can't remember if he went to four, I think so. Uh, anyways, uh, so that was cool. So basically getting to see a pro pilot fly in person. Yeah. That's pretty, sure. pretty amazing. He's a good one. That's uh, a, yeah, yeah. fun to watch. Otherwise, um, some, some fun stuff happened when, uh, the apple pie guy comes out. <laughs> yeah. I've heard the stories. Yeah. Wait, hang, yeah. Hold, hold up. Hold it's up. Probably, hold up. The, the apple pie guy. Yep. Scott. Yeah, I don't know if I want to oh, go on we, too far. We got homework for you, buddy. Uh, yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me just send you a link and you just need to do your homework. All right. Whatever. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> Scott, Scott hasn't listened to RCHN yet. Yeah. No. What? Nah. Yeah. I haven't even flipped it back through. No, they were gone when I came back in and when I got into podcasts, well, I mean, what you, know. what you want to do is go find the episode, the episode, uh, episode. I, could, I could send you the number, but it's called all about the lube. Oh God. <laughs> listen to that to one and you'll go back to the beginning and listen to every single episode from there. All right. Deal. Send me the link and I'll, I'll all partake. Right. Uh, yeah. So we talked about what you hobby. What about where you hobby? Do you have a designated hobby room or maybe yeah. garage? Yeah. Actually, so uh, two years ago, um, well, I guess about a year and a half, no, two, two years ago, we bought a house. So 
uh, in this house. Uh, the basement is just an unfinished basement. And in the back portion of it, there was already like a partially framed in room. We haven't finished the basement yet. So I just put up a bunch of board and I basically have most of the basement. So I could say like a thousand square feet to myself if I really wanted to, but really just like 300 square feet or so a decent sized hobby room. Um, and I have my computer room in and a bunch of shelves that I built, um, with some free wood that I found on the side of the road. Um, I just kind of stuff stacked up all my, all my RC stuff is scattered, even though half of the RC car stuff I don't use is still there. All my paint, all that stuff. If I want to use it someday, maybe the paint's still good. It's probably bad. <laughs> but <laughs> Sounds anyways. like a lot of room. <laughs> yeah, I have, up I have plenty there? of space. Uh, I've only with tails on, not with mains on. <laughs> no, still, still cool. I do have like support beams that make things exciting if i wanted to do that <laughs> you need yeah. yourself like uh like a nano s2 like and just flying the, out the poles right and then just lock the cats in the basement oh they love it my my cats and dogs love those things <laughs> <laughs> i have debated getting one of the newer s you know yeah, the versions s2. of yeah that would be okay flying inside in the winter time or something like that since from what I hear, a lot of people are actually shocked how well the tail holds. So yeah, it's a great little heli. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I bought the MCPS and I put the brushless motor upgrade in it, and I'm like, oh yeah, this thing's gonna be fun. Well, now the tail doesn't hold against the brushless <laughs> motor. Oh okay. So I kind of killed it. But uh, so, what is something that you cannot do without in the hobby? If you were to pick one thing, it could be a tool, it could be a person, it could be whatever. Okay. Uh, well, I'd say... Correct answer is a Hellyhead podcast. Sim- <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say a simulator primarily, even though I don't use one a ton. Like, <sighs> But if I didn't have a simulator, I'd still have the hobby. So... Let's say if we leave it to the sense that you're not taking my helicopters away from me, <laughs> then um, one thing I couldn't do in the hobby without probably super glue. Ooh. That holds the world together. Yeah. <laughs> I've done quite a bit of stuff with super glue. Yeah. I haven't built a heli with super glue, but I've done plenty of repairs with glue and additives <laughs> there you go nice yeah very cool yeah but the simulator hands down if i want to be serious though like real serious would have been no matter what the most important tool for me to have in the hobby sure yeah. that makes sense so are you a member of an ama club there in your area no because there isn't one. <laughs> there isn't one. Okay. Uh, well, if uh, well, there's a club like an hour and a quarter away um, down in Victor, down towards where Dan lives, and they, I'm assuming, are probably AMA uh, sanctioned field. But I'm not a part of the club. I'm going to be reaching them out, reaching out to them this summer, uh, and just maybe I didn't know there's a heli pilot down there that. 
even Dan didn't know. And who knows? You know, maybe I'll meet up with some guys and talk them into flying helis. Yeah, uh, yeah, make your own heli people. Yeah. Well, uh, because because you fly, you know, smaller stuff. I mean, can you fly uh, where you work? I think we asked you uh, this before, but is that something you can do? Yeah, I can. I could even if I kept it in a tighter box. There's a couple acres that you can keep a 700 in if you're good enough sort of deal. But, uh, I can take my, my five seventy seventy 70 down there and not feel cramped. That'd be so oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I don't know at. if I would ever, there's one neighbor who, when I first started working for Skyfish, I was told not to go over their property because he came over and yelled at him once, but so far he hasn't come back over, but we do a lot of flying. So maybe he just got used to it. A couple acres, huh? Yeah, I mean, the whole house and shop and property is on, like, five or six acres. So, like, flying over the house and, like, over the shop. But gotcha. if you wanted yeah. to, you could keep it in a couple-acre box if you wanted to. I was going to say a couple acres. That's what the, the wife gave me when I bought a new heli home. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. Two in the house. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I got it. Acres. I got it. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like a couple of acres is like a, is like a flight box at a decent size or at a pretty packed fun fly, but uh, I might be wrong. It's <laughs> cool. So what about the FAA stuff? Speaking of flying in places that aren't flying fields, uh, what are your thoughts on this whole FAA remote ID shenanigans? Uh... Well, I'm not too stressed about it at the moment in terms of I put my comment in and you can only do so much. So I I don't want to like add a whole lot of extra stress to my life worrying about politics stuff, Mm -hmm. but it does suck. uh, When you do sit down and think about it, if it goes through as is really suck. Uh, So from what I get, uh, I'm not a political guy really in general, um, but from listening to your podcasts and uh, reading up a little bit, even if it does go through, it'll be a few years or so before it does take an an act, but that doesn't matter. It's still going to be the way it is just because they're giving us time to like adjust to it. It doesn't make it better. Yeah. Um, But I do have hopes that it'll go back and forth, hopefully a couple times and come to more reasonable Something lovable. Yeah, I think we're all kind of in that same boat. We hope they come back and act reasonable, rational. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So obviously, it, if it does pass as is, it affects you, you know, in the hobby and a personal aspect. But what about professionally? Does that any of those rules apply to you in a professional aspect? At least maybe even the company you work for? Uh, it should uh, in a way or so. I didn't know a ton about it. And so I talked to a coworker. I actually flew one of our drones for the first time in a year. <laughs> um, yeah, our pilots are out in uh, another city or another uh, state, and uh, one of them was we, one of our test drones here is down, and they got it rebuilt. And I happened to be at the office, and I really should stay away from the office more often because <laughs> when I'm there, they might ask me to do something. <laughs> uh, so I'm in the office and Dan just looks up. He's like, Oh yeah. Hey Colton, how do you feel about, you want to take this up in the air today? 
I said, sure. I mean, I, why not? Like threaten <laughs> me take, with a good time. Let's go. <laughs> take a break from machining stuff for a while. And, uh, so yeah, I just hung out for most of the day while they wrapped up the drone, kind of just caught up with guys. Cause they spend the, the machine shop is, uh, in a different location and I'm there all by myself. Uh, I don't have any other coworkers in the machine shop. Uh, and so I spend most of the time just there using Slack or whatever to chat with, uh, the rest of the company. And, uh, so I'm at the office, just catching up with guys for the most of the day, charging some batteries. And, uh, uh, that was another kind of frustrating part. They had taken, uh, all of our good charging cases, all of our, our beefy charging cases. And we were left to just one, uh, three Oh six B I think. Uh, so we had to charge up some 22,000 success packs, you know, as fast as we could with <laughs> nice. uh, that. So maxed out the charger, which is fine, but, uh, we typically don't charge more than 30 or so amps anyways. Um, still a decent amount. <laughs> yeah. It's still above one C. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for 26,000 milliamps, that's a that's a big battery. Yeah, or 20, 22, but we also have some 20, uh, 30,000s that we use on our hex Golly. Like, uh, with a 30,000, how long of a flight do you get with that? I'm not sure. I don't think we've ever strapped it on our quad, but on our, uh, with, uh, with like, uh, let's see, I guess a two pound, two kilogram payload on our m6 we'll get 40 a little over 40 minutes um, wow. with, a, with an eight pound payload does raja work we got there? 30 30 <laughs> <laughs> oh. is he your test pilot because that's a long flight <laughs> no uh yeah so we've done multiple test flights with our hexacopter with an eight pound payload for a a uh, specific U.S. entity and government entity, and uh, uh, achieved thirty-minute flight time. Wow, that's awesome! No wonder why Dan wanted you to fly that. He can't forty-five degree hover that long. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite windy out that day. <laughs> oh my gosh! I hope he listens to this. Anyways, uh, so uh, yeah, uh, we got our took the uh the quadcopter out um we call it just the m4 and m6 uh, so it took the m4 out and uh, we had our gimbal and camera full payload set up on there i hadn't flown in a long time i was like man why couldn't we have like a dummy <laughs> payload on here or something right. <laughs> and, oh, but I uh, had the camera on it when you were flying it yeah well it yeah i mean they need to do tests and everything so Ooh. it has to be on there no and yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, well, I mean, they pretty much fly themselves, although we do take off in stability mode. So anyways, uh, we did have a decent bit of wind when we first started flying and uh, went out and flew that and did some test flights and everything went good. I took it up and down three times. No crashes. Everything ended up OK. So I was happy about that. But there was one odd thing when I switched from stability into position hold once and position hold really to keep it simple, the only difference is in position hold, the GPS takes over and will lock its um, uh, position. And so flipped into that and it, it went all crazy. And I wasn't sure if I really wanted to take it back up again after that, but the the other guy seemed pretty confident that it was just a fluke. So I said, <laughs> okay. 
I was like, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Look to you, but man, twenty thousand dollars for me. <laughs> right. I know it's uh, kind of off topic here a little bit, but I'm I'm just genuinely curious about this. Um, what kind of flight system are they using? Is it like that Pixhawk thing, or are you guys using yeah. a different Pixhawk? Okay. Yeah, we're using the Cube. Is basically what it's called these days. Um. But yeah, the the, the Pixhawk uh, Cube. It seems like most people are going that direction now. I I don't really look into what the other companies are doing, but it's just widely used. That's for sure. Oh. I'm like so fascinated the, with it. Explain so. that. Yeah, go ahead and, and, and unpack that because uh, I'm not familiar and, and I'm sure there's probably other people who aren't either. Yeah, I, I thought the NASA was still big news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so the Pixhawk has been in development for quite some time and and uh, we use it in conjunction with our... Uh, we take uh, the ArduPilot uh, mm-hmm. open source firmware and we tweak it do our own custom stuff to it wait, I don't wait, know wait. If... are you allowed to be telling us this oh yeah yeah <laughs> okay oh, yeah it's okay. Well, most drone companies use the same stuff okay yeah for sure um uh and most people will take the open source software and, and either tweak it a little bit one way or another to kind of suit their benefit with either certain sensors or not and they might not upload whatever tweaks they made to the firmware to the community is all don't say uh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So we use the Pixhawk, and uh, in conjunction with a bunch of sensors, we run RTK GPS um, for our uh, tower surveys and stuff. I'm not sure exactly what you want to know exact about the Pixhawk, other than you can plug anything into it, basically. That's really it's cool. Your, your yeah. Basic flight controller. Yeah. So, uh, going on that, so does Skyfish, uh, have long-term plans? I mean, it, is it, um, and I'm not sure exactly how much you can discuss either with this question, but, uh, basically you're contract based, right? So you, you have contracts that you are serving to folks, like you said, the government contract, but, um, are there other, uh, contracts in the work, you know, works currently? And, and is there any of them that you can talk about? Uh, I'm not sure if like anything real recent has has come up, um, but in general, we are a R and D company for the most part. In terms of, we have a focus right now because that's our customer, mm-hmm. uh, like a real, almost positive customer, and you have to kind of pick a focus. Uh, but we can take our platform and tweak it or modify it to help cater other customers in the future, such as maybe something more specific for bridge inspection or, and stuff like that. Um, where the sensors can be on top of the drone or below it or, or other things. So our, our focus for, for the future is, is mainly still, uh, making our product as, as basically as tight as possible. I mean, I didn't know how much was involved in product development until I got this job. And I kind of came in as a, as a fresh machinist learning on the job in that sense. But as such a small team, I was involved in everything pretty much when I first started working here, other than the software. Mm -hmm. Um, And I say not involved in it as in, I wasn't writing it, but I was a part of a lot of the discussions and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, 
just because as a small team, there's a lot of feedback from me helping the technician who is also the pilot and being his sidekick. And so just having everybody there who can kind of bounce ideas and feedback back and forth. Right. Um, now, do these, some of the, some of the guys that work there, do they travel to fulfill requests or? Uh, yeah. So right now, uh, there's some pilots over in Pittsburgh, um, wrapping up a job. Okay. Uh, and I've, I've traveled. Uh, I went down to Phoenix. We did some, did some work down there. Uh, and that was kind of neat. It was hot. That was <laughs> middle, middle of June or something like that. And it was, it approached almost 120. Yeah. That's um, different, different than what the first, used to. yeah, the first day that he got to me and the second day that he got to a couple other guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. But yeah, we, we definitely travel. It's going to be, it's a big part of it. Um, is if we get enough business in other states possibly, or if even a large enough contract from a particular company draws enough business throughout the states, plural, uh, we'll have to at least hire pilots in other states because we won't be able to have... It would just make more sense to have pilots in those home states so long as you know they are busy the, right, the whole right. time short thing could you uh keep my contact info <laughs> 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 hashtag dream job yeah <laughs> damn it it's scott's out there pyro flipping the yeah the right? floor again. <laughs> I say, why is the film can't, always blurry <laughs> I can't see anything everything's all smoky yeah <laughs> damn it he converted the m6 to a nitro <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that's funny. <laughs> so, so you're so, saying no. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hard no, Scott. It sounds like it. Damn. I thought he had a funny way of saying yes. <laughs> you're saying uh, this chance. <laughs> so, Colin, you're uh, you're up there in, in Big Sky, Montana. Yes, sir. So, how do you like living in God's country? Well, born and raised here, so... Kind of had to put up with it. No, <laughs> um, I I enjoy it for the most part. Uh, when I was twenty, yeah. So when I was twenty, I left school, sold everything I had because I I really just wasn't sure what I wanted to do with life, and I moved to Kona, Hawaii, and I lived there for a year, working at a motorcycle dealership. And I think it kind of broke me because <laughs> oh. I really dislike winter now, like very much. So <laughs> uh, I think it was different when I had a winter hobby and just over the past eight years or so that I've been back, I just haven't wanted to, to bite into uh, investing in skiing or snowboarding or, or uh, a snowmobile or, other winter hobbies sort of thing so i think i just could enjoy winter more if i found something to get me out there but as of now i just find nothing interesting about the cold (laughs) you know helicopters fly good and cold especially fuel models especially fuel models yes yeah and i actually i used to do some rc flights in the winter i have quite a few videos on a youtube channel that goes uh, rc bound all one word and 
I've got some winter videos for sure. Did quite a bit of winter flying. Nice. But I was super motivated at the time. You know, when you're in the heat of the hobby, just getting into it and just, I was just sinking my teeth in, just loving every second of it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Flying, flying after work and stuff. <laughs> yep. Man. Buying tw- 20 different models. Right. Yeah. I used, well, I burnt through a lot well, of nitro when I got started. Yeah, I went through some foam board when I got started. Let's say that, but it wasn't Telly's. <laughs> well, uh, how do you keep interested in the hobby through the off season? Because obviously, you guys get a ton of snow there. And uh, how do you keep yourself busy? It's usually just uh, daydreaming about projects, and uh, sometimes I hop on the sim, and it's definitely podcasts. Okay. So a lot of a lot of it though is. Um, if I'm not already sick of sitting on SolidWorks, I'll sit on SolidWorks some more <laughs> at night, and I'll I'll tinker around with some ideas, uh, just mess around. Uh, in the past, it's been um, uh, like custom blade grips or whatever, just kind of yeah. doing up my own designs. Well, that takes us into our topic with you this evening, which obviously is tinkering. It's something that you love to do, and. Even uh, we here at the Helihead Show, we have a tinkerer with us as well. So that's kind of cool. Um, Heck yeah. <laughs> so what what sort of got you interested in doing, you know, uh, CNC work or, or learning? I, I, obviously, it's like, you know, mechanical engineering, I guess. Like what, what got you into that? What, what, was, what started it? It's got to be a huge combination of things. And eventually it just clicked with me one day. Um after getting into the RC hobby. Uh, so I guess it would have been, I got a couple of notes here. So I don't forget in 2014, I went to school to get my electronics tech associates degree. And I thought that would be neat. I was still just searching, searching in life for what I kind of wanted to do. And I'm always messing around with electronics. I felt like, and so I thought, you know what, I'll go into be electronics tech. But after two years of that and searching for a job, it just nothing. It just didn't feel right. And I thought, well, I'm not afraid to continue school, but what? And I'm, I was like, well, what is it that I'm always doing that if I was more professional at it would make it easier on me? <laughs> and I was always trying to just dremel up or cut up or chop up things and for some reason it never crossed my mind that uh, a machinist is the person that could just do this right from the beginning and not like modify stuff or or just modify stuff better (laughs) right and uh so i just woke up one morning i was already this is like a month away from school starting i called up the college the small college here um not the university and uh I was like, am I too late? And said, nope. So I got on it and started school that, that year and was just fell in love with it immediately. But uh, what actually got me into it, yeah, it's just got to be a combination of things. But mostly would it be the RC hobby as of late really forced my mind and going, wait, this is the stuff that I enjoy doing. Even though you do hear plenty of times don't turn a hobby into a career um i don't think tinkering or modifying things can always have that good of a distinction because a lot of careers also have tinkering involved 
Yeah, it's more like an offshoot of the hobby, like a secondary yeah. thing from it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So are you are you trained as like just a CNC machinist or do you do kind of I guess what do you call that like classical machinist kind of thing? Like you could take like a Bridgeport mill and you know, turn the dials yeah, and so do everything yourself. In, uh, in school the first, the entire first semester, because it's just a one-year program currently, they want to get it to a two-year program. But anyways, the first entire first semester, you're on conventional mills and lathes. Okay. That's all I'm on the whole time. So I got very familiar with, with cranking away on your basic um, nice. mill and lathes. Not a nice bridge port, though. Um, the people that so know how to do it the, the conventional way, they're hard to find. <laughs> you're a rare breed. <laughs> I mean... I suppose it, it's kind of a head scratcher that I'd find it hard to toss someone a vice and say, set that up on there and, and make this part for, for me, it's kind of weird. Not even on a conventional mail. It's, it, it isn't as weird as someone who like didn't even go to school to begin with and just all computer self-taught to be a CNC machinist, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess that kind of comes to be the same way with, with other uh, things in life where if you didn't grow up, I don't know, tinkering on two-stroke bikes. Maybe certain things are more difficult for you in the future too, like tinkering on nitros or whatever. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of like learning the basics of anything, right? It kind of helps you with everything. I guess the conventional milling and uh, lathing definitely helped teach some basics, uh, but not a not a ton of it applies to a, a CNC machine in terms of uh, feeds and speeds, from what I've learned. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Well, yeah. When we talked to you earlier on, um, you sort of took us through a progression of things that you started tinkering with. And uh, did you start with cars? And and what did you do with the cars? Yeah. So. Of course, I saw that video of Turek and like the very first thing I wanted to do was go buy a, a big heli. And then, you know, you, you read into things and immediately I shied away from the prices and whatnot and just definitely got got scared of biting into a big heli. Mm-hmm. And one day I was walking through the mall, saw an S107G, a Sima S107G, like a lot of people have. And I grabbed that and I just flew it around the house as a, do helis actually interest me? Like, Mm -hmm. does flying something even interest me? So I got that, and then I got a little little indoor quad, a couple little indoor quads to fly around. And a funny story about that, the first one I got came as Mode 4. And I didn't realize there was modes (laughs) at that time. So I learned to fly that in Mode 4. (laughs) And, uh... Wow. Which... It wasn't really a big transition when I did have to make the transition, but uh, it wasn't long before I, I picked up another one at the hobby shop or something. Uh, cause I recently, like not long after that started working for hobby town. Uh, cause I had started frequently going in there and the, the owner <laughs> saw like, my hey, interest. We'll just give like, you a job, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> job help pay for some of this stuff. You know, it's his first sponsorship. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> And, uh, yep. So started working for them and then I picked up one of their blade, uh, the QX three fifty, I believe it was. Um, and I promptly screwed the GPS up on it and just didn't give two craps about the GPS and just flew it in acro mode every single time I flew it. I didn't even worry about any of the GPS stuff. And so 
I didn't actually, even though I had a craft that could, I just didn't worry about it. And I had a, a lot more fun with it. And I realized that, yeah, I, I'm not a GPS, uh, not going to be uh, a uh, photography type. I'm, what's the word? <laughs> um, aerial photography uh, right. dude right. sort of thing. I mean, I find it, <laughs> hey, they can be dudes. <laughs> um, I just didn't find it very interesting for more than like five seconds sort of thing. And I was like, nope, okay, I'm done. Uh, the FPV thing did kind of interest me, but I didn't didn't bite the bullet into it. I, I worked my way up into uh, a Versa wing and did the flight test thing for a little bit. And that was just an awesome experience in general. I think most people who dove into the, the flight test plane stuff didn't have anything but a good experience i hope <laughs> and uh then yeah then i bought into the the cars and which was a ended up being an axial yeti 380 which is a 10th scale um kind of rock racer sort of um scale looking okay. uh, car that was a lot of fun I uh, had a ton of fun bashing it around put an fpv camera on it and drove it around fpv style uh and goofed around and that's that was my first kind of like real introduction to like aftermarket parts and digging around searching between the cheap and the good stuff and uh and just buying aluminum upgrades for cars and quickly realizing that a lot of them are not wise decisions to make <laughs> and the whole thing weighs like 10 pounds when you're done <laughs> you know aluminum doesn't bend plastic does bend that sort of thing or when when aluminum does bend it doesn't bend back <laughs> right and sort of stuff so um that that might have been where i first started having my dreams of man if i could make this part myself and uh I I've been using SolidWorks a couple of years prior to that and uh and even got into uh 3D printing stuff. So maybe that kind of also put the seed in for becoming a machinist. I couldn't really tell you. But yeah, so I, I had that Yeti 380, ended up getting an Edge 540QQ after that and goofed around and still going on with the planes. Yes, I know. <laughs> uh, then I got a Sport Cub S2 for my fiance to fly around a bit. And 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 with all of these comes with a bit of tinkering, like with the, the Edge 540, I... I uh, made a little bobblehead guy on there and, and uh, put my camera backwards on there. So when you fly around the recording, it looks like his head's whipping around and, and uh, kind of shoves <laughs> and flew it around at night a couple of times. I think everybody does the shove some LEDs in a plane and fly it around at, at night sort of thing, though. Um, the sport cub, I was shoving bigger batteries in it, everything. I was wondering, you know, can you get a bigger battery in it so you can fly it longer and then shave some weight somewhere else? Uh, uh, and then I ended up getting into more custom stuff where I took the flight test FT 3d and I kind of combined it with my own tail system where I, I 3d printed this like tail receiver piece that went on to the back of the fuselage. And then there was just like two carbon, uh, uh, tubes or that basically went back to the tail. Uh, and that was pretty fun for a while, but I, I promptly crashed that. I think it made it a week or something like that. <laughs> Cause I, I was having some fun and the, the, the elevator only had servo on one side and it flexed a bit and I pulled up really hard once and probably was already mixing some aileron in when I pulled up and it, 
it whipped around real quick and just fence post right into the ground. Mm. That was fun. Then I decided maybe I should, I should definitely get a heli by now. I'm, I'm kind of over this other RC stuff. Uh, I really wanted helis from the beginning. So sitting there at work, continuously staring at this 25% off MCPX brushless. And I bit the bullet, got it, got six batteries for it. And like most people experience with their first small heli, they never got through a single fully charged battery. (laughs) (laughs) But I did fly it most times over some tall grass and and a lot of times I would just hit throttle hold and they would lose it completely and hit throttle hold and they would just land on the ground and you'd pick it right back up and send it back in the air. I had enough fun with that until the, the rear motor burnt out and I got a new rear motor for it and plugged it in. And somewhere along the way, I might've done something bad with the soldering iron or touched something I shouldn't have, but it just didn't work anymore at all after that. So, uh, that one kind of just got put in its case and set aside, um, thinking about just putting it up for free for whoever wants it and the spare parts that I have in the case, if someone still has one and if the spare parts are still compatible with like the, the newer one sort of thing, someone else can at least put them to use. And then I think I kind of got scared of helis again for a little bit. And I dove into cars and quads again, and I ended up spending over a thousand bucks on a Yeti XL, which is the big brother to that Yeti 380 that I mentioned. Um, Those are in who are into RC cars will know who know what I'm talking about in terms of the axial products. Um, And uh, that was cool. It was a kit came in, built the whole thing from the ground up. And I, loved that rig i loved it until both the rear and front differential went out <laughs> and oh, wow. since then it's just been sitting but i i had a ton of fun with it. it i beat the crap out of it and i was pretty surprised it lasted as long as it did um and then i moved on at around at the same time i got one of the flight test electro hub uh quads where you can kind of make it any variety of hex or octo or quad and just wooden arms and kind of basic flight controller and kind of went and started doing my first flips and rolls and, and free flight with that guy and speeding around and tossing a camera on and bought a really cheap FPV uh, goggle setup, but just didn't, didn't really want to sink my teeth into the, the more expensive stuff. And I didn't enjoy the cheap one. So I just kind of put it aside and then crashed the quad and then put that aside. <laughs> um, then I got some other odds and in car C car RC cars and, uh, messed around with some other planes and just got a, uh, a UMX beast 3d one day. Cause, uh, someone was selling it for cheap oh, and yeah. those are some real small, real twitchy 3d plane. And I just couldn't handle it. And my buddy was had a 130 X at the time and was going to buy a 180 CFX, I think. And he's just like, man, you really just need to buy a heli. You just need to stop this stuff and, and get into the helis too. And I was like, all right. Cause he was into car stuff as well, but I don't know, for some reason I was just hesitant to, to go down the heli path. Cause I just felt like the, the RC cars are just guaranteed fun sort of thing. Cause at least when you're not, uh, into the helis yet, you, you know, for sure you can take the car out, drive it around and have fun. And I was still pretty hesitant about just constantly crashing the helis. And I was like, well, I guess I'm just going to buy a SIM. 
And so I bought a sim as real flight, like 7.5, I think. I, and it was right before the 230S was about to come out. I bought the sim. I pre-ordered the 230S and told myself, I'm not going to fly the 230S until I can hover all my orientations. And I hovered all my orientations. 230S arrived. I flew it and didn't crash it. And I don't know. Most nice. of the batteries I got through sort of thing, you know, and just diving into the sim. I, I couldn't tell enough people that if I just had got the sim two or a year prior to that, I probably would have spent most of the money I had on planes and cars towards helis. I just, I just didn't yeah. think it was a wise investment. And yeah, that's, that comes with age too sort so of thing. But Real quick, we had a uh, we had a hobby town that recently, well, not recently, a couple of years ago, they closed down, but they actually would not sell you a helicopter if you've never flown one until you bought a sim first. So they would say, I'm not going to sell you this helicopter. Um, they would sell you like an MCPX or something like that, but not a, a significant size. Yeah. And they'd say, take the sim home, fly it. Every time you crash, put a dollar in a jar. And then you'll be able to buy. By the time you figure out how to fly this thing, you'll have enough money to buy a helicopter. I think that's a good way of going about it, too. Yeah, I, I didn't mean, do that. I went to the other hobby shop and, and I just went to the other one and bought bought a helicopter at the other Screw one and crashed you guys. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did have a uh, a simulator for a little bit, um, but. I, I'm not sure if the owner really enjoyed having people constantly on it. So it seemed like it kind of got put up to the side and people had to kind of ask to use yeah. it. Well, they would go in there and just yeah. sit on the Needed, needed to just have the kiosk style thing. Well, the computer we had running it, I said, it was not very good. And I said, I need to get that running better for you. I said, it's going to cost, I don't know, 200 bucks and I can slap a enough better equipment in there that it's at least going to run the simulator good mm -hmm. and then we can at least stand using it because even at that point it wasn't worth even trying to have a customer use right uh yeah so i got the sim and i just i fell in love with that 230s i started flying that thing hard and i'm guilty as a lot of people i drove dove in and uh, didn't learn any basics I went straight to pyro flipping <laughs> <laughs> on the sim. I, I said, that looks cool. And I just slowed it down on YouTube and slowed it down on my, for myself and just kind of slowly worked through how, what, it, what does it take to pyro flip? And I eventually kind of figured out how to pyro flip before I could fly a decent, you know, figure eight, basically at constant elevation. <laughs> um, and quickly learned that was not the right thing to do as well. Uh, but I uh, really enjoyed tinkering on that 230. It just, I basically every set of blades I got, I painted like a funny color or painted with funny patterns on them and just kind of made them unique. Uh, I um, messed around with uh, fuselages on it. I took some foam and I carved out some stuff and just a funky looking heli shape. And I laid up some fiberglass on it and spray painted it, looked at ugly as hell but it worked and it looked kind of <laughs> neat when it was in the air <laughs> so you know a good 20 foot rule or whatever and uh uh kind of just tinkered around with it uh 
didn't really get crazy with that guy. I did strap some LEDs to it at one point and flew it at night and flew it at this uh like beach volleyball court that has lights on at night sometimes and goofed around. But uh it's when I got my two two seventy CFX after that, which I got so the two thirty would have been in uh September twenty fifteen and then I got my two seventy in November. Uh I was just ready for something that felt like it was going to be a solid heli because i was of course not learning proper collective management and just bogging the heck out of that 230s but it was helping me learn that there is a limit to power on some things and then i got the 270 cfx and realized oh no there isn't a limit to power okay Uh, most bigger electric helis basically have no limit (laughs) (laughs) um I uh, ended up making my custom skids for the 270, uh, basically some breakaway ones that um, were just much shorter little standoffs on the bottom of it, and then just zip tying some carbon bar across the bottom, like two bars on it. Because uh, as I was learning, I was definitely crashing, and I was noticing that cracking the plastic skids was kind of annoying because I'd either tape it or try to glue it and it just the the glue would just crack immediately and I didn't want to keep buying a bunch of skids but yeah. these I just grabbed some cheap carbon bar and zip ties and the zip ties kept popping off figured that was pretty awesome and then I got sick of basically only having one size blade to buy and I was like well I would like to experiment and like experience other stuff while I'm trying to learn to fly better. And I decided uh, there's way more 325 millimeter blades out there than two, 270 millimeter blades. I wonder what it would take. And I met this guy on Heli Freak. Um, I posted a ton about the 270 on Heli Freak and quite a bit about the 230 as well. Just did a ton of research and, uh, locked into heli freak quite a bit um but i met a guy by uh mike sarney he's not in the heli hobby anymore he does fly some dji guys around he really got into the photography stuff um but he was the first one to kind of reach out and kind of be a pal in the uh yeah that sounds like a neat project i'm pretty sure it could be done with if you went and bought this boom off the shelf and then he went and bought this belt off the shelf and maybe bought this head off the shelf and that's what i kind of went research and started doing so before long my 270 was stretched to 325 and i was like well now it's like nose heavy because i want to fly a slightly bigger battery and the motor was up top so i was like well it shouldn't be too difficult to flip the motor and put the motor down below and then i can scoot the battery up further and so that was my next project and uh and then i was starting to tinker around with some other stuff that i decided just wasn't worth it um like what other tail boxes i could use on it um but what made mainly made it not worth it at that point was this heli was starting to become a frankenstein uh sort of thing (laughs) (laughs) and uh i just didn't like didn't really care about it it was kind of started to become my beater uh i cracked my tail rod so i just stuck a piece of stiff something on it and glued it and called that good because i didn't have a tail rod around uh the a screws had snapped off the tail case um because i think i had like a blade 450x or something like that aluminum tail case on it um 
had a fun fly and i was like well i don't want to keep flying someone had some green loctite and so i just green loctite the case right on the boom and so that wasn't coming off again <laughs> and so i've just it's in its state that it's been since then uh, i think i flew it once after that and uh crashed it bent the the head parts again which are some tarot parts or tarot parts and i uh ordered some new ones from from hobby king and i fixed it up and then it had some tail wigs and i thought you know what i'm i'm just really not enjoying this small heli stuff anymore because uh, by that time i also had gotten my protos and really had started loving that larger feeling uh but the protos with the stock motor uh which i guess ended up getting in like april 2016 uh with the stock motor it just it did feel a little underpowered uh flying as a 470 uh, part of that was just me coming from a 450 size heli with gobs of power. Um, I did also actually end up having a custom Scorpion motor made for that 270. Um, not that it's like anything special. It just had a custom KV and anybody can go to the Scorpion website and in the comments say, please custom wind this motor for XYZ KV. Oh, wow. And it might take extra time but they will custom wind motors and if they've never done that or don't have any data on that kv for that motor which they most likely won't um they'll take some extra time they'll run it through a dynamometer and they'll send you a graph too and all this all the specs on it and and for the same price that's awesome that is yeah i didn't know they did that yeah, most people don't because they don't advertise it. And, and why? Um, most times you buy a heli, right? And you've got a range of pinions that work perfectly fine for the motors that are available. Mm-hmm. Right. Rarely do you, do you probably find your head, you're scratching your head going, if only this motor was like 100 kV higher or 100 kV lower, it would just be like perfect. Um, but yeah that, that's where we kind of rely on the the heli manufacturers to do their diligence on realizing that there aren't going to be a bazillion motor kvs available so that the helis are built and designed around having a good hopefully a good uh range of gear ratios anyways uh so uh that custom motor thing ended up working out great and I did the same thing for the Protos. I ended up having a custom motor made for that guy. And it was a, uh, it's a 770 KV. I think it's uh, their 40, uh, 4015, 770 KV. Um, and it was just going to work out a little better in terms of putting, uh, being able to run a larger pinion because that motor or that heli if you're not familiar has the pinion or the one way in the uh, motor pinion yeah and like it already uses a pretty small pinion and it just seems like the the, the one ways go out frequently in it uh same with the upper motor sh- uh, support bearing uh, if you don't get things lined up perfectly kind of goes out pretty frequently so that was just in the attempts to uh uh, run a slightly larger pinion and maybe possibly do a custom larger one way uh, in the pinion. But in the end, uh, if it wasn't going to work out, I, I was maybe going to go the simple route and just do a solid pinion and just say, forget the one way for that heli. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. But so I got a, a different motor, larger, more not necessarily more powerful motor, but more torquey motor, and a uh, uh, bigger batteries. I think I went to a uh, Genzae 3360C, and then I built a custom uh, machine to custom set of blade grips and um, arms for that guy, and then I got some VTX 477s and nice. flew that guy for a little bit and. I I would consider it an improvement. I, I definitely in, enjoyed it a bit better than with the stock motor and and older stuff, uh, weaker battery, and then the the uh, the MSH four seventy blades. Right. Uh, the VTX ended up catering at least to my flight style at the time, and then. I wanted to do more tinkering on it. I said, well, what can I do to make a custom tail case and, and just do some other stuff to just kind of help bring, like introduce me to making custom heli parts in general. Uh, I was going to use that heli as kind of just my platform for making more serious modifications sort of thing. Um, the only other thing I'd made for it was a custom motor mount because the, just the way the motor sits on the stock motor mount wasn't quite right. And so I just wanted it to be completely flat where it mounts up. Um, but it wasn't anything fancy, uh, but, uh, I was going to make some other, Oh, I did make some custom landing gear. Um, uh, the, the, the blocks where the mounts of the frame and then just the carbon, uh, legs themselves, which, I have the benefit of being able to cut carbon at work as well, which we do for our, our drones. But that's kind of where it ended with that guy. Uh, it, it got taken apart, started tinkering on it, started kind of venturing down. And just, like I said, I was going to school and then stepping into a career. And that kind of brings me back to that hiatus thing where I I wanted to focus for sure on my career and on and in school and it seemed like I was putting pressure on myself to stay in the hobby and not enjoying it versus just listen to the podcast enjoy the community on Facebook and just don't feel pressured every time I look out the window and it's a nice day and I haven't flown in a month so, so what like I can fly tomorrow if I really wanted to but if I'm, I was putting quite a bit of hours into work we were a pretty small team and lots, lots of long weeks, uh, lots of long days. And, uh, I just took a break and I'm glad to be back. Let's just say that. Yeah, <laughs> because absolutely. as of last fall, Dan had given me that 570, and I say given as he is a very nice guy as i said i'm looking into getting a larger heli because i want to more seriously have a solid heli that i can fly versus these two that i started to frankenstein and one that's like a really old model right now and little did i know um the mo- the kit was basically going to be re-released so anyways uh he said well i've got two 570s laying around i said sweet and he said yeah i mean it's got pretty much everything i got blades on it. i don't have batteries for you or anything i said oh that's that's okay i mean for that size heli i have one battery already and then i'll just buy like three more or something like that and uh i and i said 
but just so you know or he said he'll bring it in tomorrow and i said oh slow down now i don't actually have money to buy a helicopter right now and he says don't worry about it and i said no seriously i'm not gonna have money to actually buy ellie for a while and he just looked at me again and said don't worry about it and i knew at that point i wasn't gonna be talking them out of it and uh yeah i mean he's just a super duper great guy i can't really say enough about it yeah seriously that's awesome And, and one of the biggest things about him doing that for me is i was feeling real stale and and having a just a new model in front of me yeah just started getting that creative juice flowing again i had to tell myself stop don't touch it don't change anything yet just fly it <laughs> right <laughs> and, uh, they and do I got, fly I think, pretty good out of the box that's for I sure i think i got uh it's a, the original model it has the original uh tail boom even on it sort of thing um and uh so i think i got like 25 25 flights out of it before i started messing with it <laughs> and then and then i yeah, messed with it a little bit and went up to a uh, kalispell and flew it uh in front of quinn when i did that side side mounted battery and uh raised cg thing so that i could get kind of another opinion on it and uh all he could say is it doesn't sound like it's putting very much effort in when you do flips and rolls so i don't know maybe the cg being higher has made it put a little less effort into that but yeah i mean neither of us could have a good answer for for you right now if that's <laughs> the good thing but i am i'm having a ton of fun with it i did up a custom set of grips for the 570 uh and that's that's been fun and uh and so far they're holding up good haven't haven't changed yet there is one small flaw in them in the fact that the the arms actually aren't fully long enough i think they're like a a quarter millimeter each shorter so if you put the balls up they're not right behind each other they're just i guess in total like a half millimeter offset um it doesn't seem to be making a difference and at least how i notice it fly and i'll get a new set of arms modeled up and uh and made up here probably this spring as i plan to get it possibly right back into its stock form while i uh tinker with some other ideas and i might not even invest in in my uh tinkering ideas simply because i might want to go down a different route and uh and if, if <laughs> <laughs> hey and all honestly honestly you can't fight it forever i'm just let saying. me just say this so i've only been around nitros twice uh so once was at rchn3 so my buddy ryan who i used to fly with who's out of the hobby now uh um there was a uh, t-rex 600 nitro that was being passed around basically um i think like dan had it then quinn had it and then like quinn maybe someone else but then ryan got it and uh but in general at that fun fly it was my first time i think really being have my eyes water and just smiling <laughs> and uh and then ryan brings it back and i was around it then but my only other real time being around nitro was that a, a drag race <laughs> i do have to tell you though once in a while just hearing people talk about nitro i can smell the nitro it makes me want a nitro <laughs> it it has there's something about it 
I don't know, but it's that cool factor. <laughs> it is, man. And, uh, <laughs> they don't call it cool speak, power for nothing. They just find me in the corner, oh, nothing, nothing the gallons over there. Nothing <laughs> the gallons. <laughs> that is the downside. rolling a fifty-five gallon drum down the raceway from the drag strip. Uh, yeah, don't mind me. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, there is something about nitro that I, I definitely want to give it a shot someday, but it just, I. It's not a wise decision, to be honest, for me in, in terms of cost. Right. Even though I don't fly a ton, it's still, you know, as soon as someone put the math out in front of me on a podcast, then I now I can't unhear it and unlearn it. Is anything <laughs> a wise decision in this movie? I mean, uh, can you put a price on joy? <laughs> not always, no. Yeah, it's about 35 bucks a gallon. Yeah, there you go. Right. It's done. Oh. Well, very cool. It sounds like yep. you've you've you definitely aren't afraid to to dive in and you know and and make changes and you know because I mean I I know me myself I probably would not even in you know do those kinds of things and you know even Scott of course with the Kraken Nitro conversion you know I mean that was a pretty bold move you know I mean especially with a, a kit that costs that much you know I probably would have been terrified but um, but it's very cool that you guys do these kinds of things because obviously it brings us you know, uh, a lot of cool new innovation and, and toys to play with. So that's pretty cool. I'm pretty yeah. Jealous with the, uh, the amount of toys at, uh, Colton's disposal there. Right. They cut carbon CNC machines and oh, man, <laughs> the damage that could be done. Yeah. The, damage, <laughs> the damage has been done Oh man, a few times, but it could be in a much greater scale. If you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's been awesome. So in, as I grow as a machinist over the last three years, um, it's only helped my, uh, my, my brainstorming and development process. You know, like there's things I would have thought of three years ago that now might cross my mind, but I immediately know it's, it's like a waste of time to think about or, or I, or at least more quickly can play through the, the future scenarios of the, trickle down or how a change might affect multiple things um, and what's what's all involved in it and how much really to worry about in the beginning and the biggest thing is how how much effort in making it perfect your first try you shouldn't do (laughs) Uh, there's a lot of things uh, as my nature i'm not a not necessarily a perfectionist but i have a high attention to, to detail and i I tend to sit there and, and, uh, kind of just roll, roll designs over and over and over, whether it's on the computer or in my head until I, I think it's like perfect basically. And then I immediately realize it's not perfect again. Um, and, uh, as my job, I've, I've just learned that uh, keep it simple sort of thing, make the change that needs to be changed. Uh, if you want to spend time and effort and energy on these other things, go ahead, but, um, to be efficient and to actually utilize my time and energy better. Um, my job has taught me a lot. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, well, something that you wanted to mention when we talked to you earlier on was, you know, if you, uh, you know, fly alone, don't give up and, uh, there's always hope and, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, well, yeah, you said it, man. <laughs> Basically, I've been in and out of the hobby for the last 
two to three years um, and was in it pretty solid. And I get, I'm sure there's a few people who maybe get down on themselves or just get down in general when they're either watching a group on YouTube or, or either listening to a podcast or even see something else uh, in real life where there's a group of people that are really enjoying themselves and they, they realize that they, they're not like a part of the group that they, that they were a part of or want to be a part of. And that comes and goes, but just stick your head down and don't, don't be afraid if you're kind of a, a shy guy. Cause I am in general, I, I run with a little bit of high anxiety and I don't always reach out to the community in fear of like judgment and stuff. And I've been really trying to break that wall down and, and really just post more on Facebook and just kind of reach out and just chat more. Cause the more you get people feeding back, the more you do start to feel like you are a part of the community and not just a standby. Yeah. Well, hit more fun flies, man. You know? Yeah. And that's, that's a big thing. So if the silver Hills fun fly is still going on, that's in Coeur d'Alene. So that's not very far away. And then the Othello fun fly is in Washington. That's not too far away. It's further than uh, Coeur d'Alene, of course. Um, but right. uh, those are the only fun flies. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if I want to get to the next decent fun fly, it would be, I, I take that back. There's probably a fun fly in the city of Great Falls here in Montana. There's uh it's about two and a half hours away, but from what I understand, it's, uh, it's a big, uh, playing community, a big playing club, but I've never looked into it. Uh, so I don't know if there's, there could be a decent, decent number of heli guys there. Um, uh, but really the next yeah. closest decent one would be like snow homish or something down in, uh, um, California, I guess. Right. Yeah. I haven't snow looked Homish is a good one. Yeah. Yeah, and that would be that would be pretty cool as well. I mean, I can't remember if I think that one's just a little bit further than the jaunt down to where RCHN was. I think it, for me, I think Snohomish might be a little over ten hours or something like that. Oof. Yeah, I mean, I just I gotta I gotta get used to it. I mean, yeah, that's part of the thing about living in Montana in general is is it's a big state and i mean getting to other states i mean i live on the border of it too but i mean if you want to get to the other side it's eight hours to get to the other side of montana from here (laughs) whether whether you whether you take the straight shot highway or you take the interstate it's basically eight hours to get to the other side and um but yeah that's that's all good though i mean I, i understand it would be awesome though if things started to boom around here uh there's a, a decent little FPV group around here. Maybe I'll just start poking those guys and say, you guys should really just buy helis and ditch those <laughs> things. Next time you crash it into the tree, just leave it. And <laughs> no, you can actually convert them. You show them helis and show them how cool it can be. A lot of them jump ship and go over to helis. They'll still fly drones, but they find <laughs> yeah. it interesting. One uh, caught me flying at a baseball field. Um, the 570 actually last uh, fall and uh, stopped by because apparently there was like a FPV drone club meeting first first meeting that was going to happen or something the club was going to try starting up and uh, he was looking for it and couldn't find the signs or anything but he saw me so he stopped and said hey this 
this isn't like the meeting, is it? I said, no, I don't have that stuff. And I haven't seen any signs around here either. And so he hung out and chatted for a while. He said he's, he's tried, he's tried on the simulator and he's, I think he said he tried in, in real life, uh, a small one that he's just can't keep, can't keep line of sight orientation. Even with his quads, he just can't do it. He can only do FPV is what he said. <laughs> Well, Colton, man, it's been an absolute joy uh, having you on this evening and talking about all this stuff. And, uh, you know, um, again, like I had mentioned earlier, hopefully, you know, talking with you, this will uh, inspire other people to to take that challenge and, and plunge into, you know, maybe doing some modifications and tinkering themselves. Um, so, man, we certainly do appreciate you coming on tonight, man. Yeah. And like I said, anybody feel free posting stuff and sharing with the community what you're tinkering on, what you're working on, unless you're trying to be top secret about, you know, a new (laughs) nitro coming out or something like that. (laughs) Of of course, you guys know who you are. Yeah. 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 And and make sure you're putting pictures up of the stuff you're working on, man. That's that I'd be pretty interested in seeing what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm thinking about sharing more stuff that I'm doing at work, but I do have to get the okay ahead of time you know hey can right. i post, post pictures of these prototypes that we're working on like yeah right. as long as you stand like 50 feet back okay <laughs> <laughs> they didn't say you couldn't zoom That's yeah right, right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go well, well, well yeah again, it's been nice. great guys yeah, uh, i really so appreciate much. you having me on uh i just got to the end of one of your episodes i forget exactly which one it was and you just said feel free to contact us and that day, I just felt like contacting you. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, thank we're glad you. you did. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So, if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, Colton, before you take off there, uh, what, how how could someone get in touch with you to talk about this kind of stuff if they had questions? Uh, the best, I guess, the best email would be uh, my work one, which is okay to use, and it's Colton C O L T O N at Skyfish as it sounds s-k-y-f-i-s-h dot a-i okay perfect yeah and that would i mean you can also get get to me on facebook on messenger um there's no guarantees i'll get back to you right away on that uh, the email though the work email i'm i'm on top of and uh, my personal email yeah, i'm not so much of <laughs> sounds good man <laughs> awesome well, yeah thank you so much we appreciate it yeah, yeah awesome thanks All again right. colton have a great night sir you too, guys. So, what do you guys think? Tinkering, huh? Yeah. Pretty neat. Every time he Pretty... said Skyfish, I kept thinking Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, like, avoid thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool guy, man. He yeah, sounds yeah. like he uh, he's not afraid to, to tear something apart and try to make it better, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Innovation. Oh, very cool. Well, it's getting late here, gents. So, uh, yes. you guys want to recognize some podcasters real quick? Let's do it. All right. So, uh, first one is Freefall RC Podcast. And uh, who are they, Mike? Uh, that would be Steve Young, uh, Andy Ross, George Baker. Is it Baker? I think it's Baker and Kevin Teschner. I think Teschner. that's how you say Teschner. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yep. we're just gonna roll George in there, George in there, because I think he pretty much has become permanent fixture. So we're just gonna yeah. Go. I think they did finally announce it that did he's announce uh, it? Okay. yeah that he's gonna be a 
uh, host for them guys. So perfect. And Mm -hmm. uh, next one up is Telerotor Podcast. And uh, who are they, Scott? Mike, Mike, Robert, and Rich. Perfect. And VK Podcast. Bert and Ernie. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Oh man, Bert, Bert and Kyle. (laughs) And uh, Skids Up. Skids Up is going to be Javier, Paul, Frank, and Scott. Perfect. And uh, RC Roundtable. Fitzgerald Lee. And then we've got Inverted Down Under with Ozzy Mozzy and Jeff Smart. And then final, I guess we have the AMA podcast. And who is that? Matt Ruddock. There we go. Nailed it. Yeah. Archive podcast. We have rctodayshow.com. Who is? Chris, Bobby, and James. Nice. And uh, Yard Sale, RCHN 2.0. That's going to be Dan K. Reed, Justin Pucci, Nick Len, Jesse Salmonson, and Sage Marvin. Perfect. RC Heli Hooligans. Who are they, Fence Post? Mr. Walt, John, Tyson, and Ed. Perfect. Boom. Yeah. So, Mike. Yes, Kevin. You know, if you wanted to massage your <laughs> your moobs. <laughs> oh, no. I usually lock myself in the closet. And <laughs> <laughs> no, if you wanted to, uh, you know, entertain your retina, how would you do uh, that? If I wanted to entertain my retina. Yep. I would probably log on to YouTube.com. Yeah. I would search for Bill Ann. Right. I would smash that like button, subscribe, and click the bell. Absolutely. Um, does he have another channel? Uh, Thanks. You feeling hungry? I I could go for a little snack. Yeah. Kind of late. Yeah. yeah. You want to learn how to heat up some frozen pizzas? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, some hot pockets yeah where do we do that where would you do that if you wanted to salivate over some salami sandwiches so nice (laughs) go ahead and set your oven to 350 (laughs) and your microwave to two minutes 30 seconds and slide over to bill and Two youtube late night cooking with bill and nice there it is nailed it so um you know there was somebody that mentioned that maybe Bill Ann needs a third YouTube channel. No. Do you think he could handle it? <laughs> he's talented. I think he's got it. Yeah. You think? Yeah. 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 So you could go on over to Bill Ann Three and start uh, watching some three D printing videos. No way. <laughs> did, did, did does Bill know about this? <laughs> That's him calling. That's him calling fence post right now. But like, what the the fuck are you guys doing? Oh man! It's like watching tennis. Like watching tennis back and forth. That's it. Yeah. That's all the YouTube channel is. It's a video of Bill doing that, looking back and forth as he's printing stuff. Yeah. 
And then the layer doesn't stick, and he's like, "Oh man!" <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Well, we're he has get, guests. We gotta get Bill on here. Yeah, he would have some guests. Yeah. You know, he'd have Kevin Teschner and and Shaggy right. and all those guys. I mean, I think it'd be a a pretty cool channel. He should do that. You know. Yeah. You'd have Shaggy pounding swords in the background. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So you you know, it's seven o'clock. You watch your Bill land. Then eight o'clock, you'd you know get your snack on. Then nine o'clock, you finish off the night with some three D printing. Mm, put you right to sleep. That's pretty yeah. <laughs> All around good day. Uh, yeah. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. Uh, all right. So, Fun Flies coming up soon. Who wants to kick it off? I got hey, it. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Scott. I, I call second. You can have this one. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so, we have Birmingham. That is going to be on March 20th through the 22nd. Doing the ditch. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. It's a good one. Same state. Same state, Alabaska. Huntsville, April 24th and 26th. (laughs) And following that up, we have Spring Fling, which is, uh, I mean, that's a favorite, right? So April 29th to May 3rd. Yep. Don't miss that one. Exactly. Go ahead, Mike. What's the next one? Uh, next one, we're going to be making Joe Nall great again. Absolutely. And that's in Woodruff, yep. South Carolina. That's it. Yeah. Nailed it. Yep. And that is May. Yep. Triple Tree Aerodrome. And that's May 8th through the 16th. Yep. We'll be there uh, from Thursday to Sunday. Uh, a yeah, whole big the- group of us. But... If you don't like being in groups, then you can come hang out with Fence Post the weekend before. Yeah. He'll be by Kevin McGrady is going to be there the entire duration of the event, and he (laughs) promises to meet every single one of you. Shake hands. And and Uh sign your canopies. Shake hands and sign your babies. Wow. Wow. Kiss babies. Be there or be square. Wow. Yep. That's what they say in the biz. In the biz. I never realized I was so important. Mm-hmm. You're the most important. Whew, I don't know. This is all that. about you. All but don't you. <laughs> <laughs> make sure that you don't get scammed. He uh, better be signing that as rekit, not skits. <laughs> yeah, and heli domination is May fifteenth through seventeenth. Absolutely. Free I have followers? no idea what state that's in. I don't. I don't either. Actually, come to think of it. Uh, then we got Freefall RC HeliFest, May 29th through the 31st. Go see your boy, Steve Yoon, Andy, and Kevin Teschner. And uh, go shake um, their hands. Get some autographs. That one's in Joyzy. From Joyzy. You from Joyzy? Joyzy. Yeah, Joyzy. Yeah. Oh, is that where it is, though? Joyzy? I think yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. South Jersey, I think they call it. South Jersey. Yep. <laughs> What's next? And we got... For me, this is a hometown favorite. Mm. It's going to be the Cincy Smackdown, yeah. Cincinnati, Ohio. And that is June 4th through the 7th. Bring your Costco blades. You're going to need them. Oh, yeah. Gonna yep. Need them. Mm-hmm. What's then the we have uh, F3C and F3N competition in Goldsboro, North Carolina. And that is June 26th through 28th. Perfect. I think Robert Monty's running that guy. Yes. Make sure you guys are there. 
Um, I mean, at least try and if, if you know people who are trying to get into the hobby, this would be a really good one to start them to, to see just simply because the fact that it is a competitive thing. Maybe, you know, some people who want to get into flying helicopters and want to have like a purpose, uh, and, uh, competition's a great way to do it. And, uh, shagging, of course, Robert Montier, some amazing people. So it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Especially if you want to try and progress too. Yeah. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people about this. And they're like, oh, you know, I'm not at that level. I'm not good enough to do that. No, everybody can do it. And if you want to try and progress, there's no better way to kind of force yourself to progress than practicing intentional known maneuvers. That's true. It's fantastic all the way around. Absolutely. All right. So then next we have Dragonfly, which is the 26th to the uh, through the 28th. Dragonfly, Funfly. That's a really good one. Uh, Pretty low key. And uh, a lot of fun over there by uh, Pilot Mountain. It's a pretty good time. So Sweet. What, yeah, well, what next do we have? Uh, next, we got the Ohio Heli Throwdown. It's yes. the, only, the only one in this list that matters. <laughs> <laughs> so that's also going to be the June 26th through the 28th. So if you're from you know the northeast of the, the country, come uh, hang out with us. We'll be having yeah. a good time. Yeah. It is a good time. You guys always have great stories. And I heard through the grapevine that Gucci is going to make a special appearance. No way. We're, we're going to slot him in to do the Kraken dance like nice. around noon. Oh, He's going to have his nice. own Kraken dance slot. <laughs> is it going to be like his a new time, his new time demo? Yep. <laughs> time demo with a dance. What about like a clinic on canopy washing? Yep. We, well, oh. that'll be uh, after. He, okay. he could sign them and wash them. Night. Oh, perfect. Signing, washing. So we figure we could we can get his nitro cracking out there. He could fire it up because it won't shut off, and he could just do the cracking dance until it <laughs> runs out of fuel. Yeah. Make sure you bring your sharpies, so that way, uh, you know, um, waterproof sharpies. Yes, that yard sale and fence post and Gucci can sign your canopies because you know they're kind of a big deal. Me, not so much, but them definitely. Well, they already have yours. They do? Or they will? They, they will. Oh, that's right, because of Joe and all, huh? That's right. It's like collect a whole set, you know? Yeah. It's like Pokemon. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Perfect. All right. Well, at any rate, uh, Yard Sale, you got any parting words for us? Uh, I do. What you got? Get your ass out and fly. Mm, and always. make Joe Null great again. Absolutely. Yep. The second Not the weekend week- before, the second weekend. <laughs> right. First weekend. <clears throat> Hashtag team first weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Scott, what you got, buddy? Oh, man. Gasser 2020. Yes. Because we got to get some of that cat and heat sound. More That's of that. Right. We take a- <laughs> Thank I'm so take glad I'm showing sound. up after you leave. Oh, man. You'll still hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And share the fun. Share the fun. Yeah. Yeah. Not get, involved. get your friends involved. Get them excited. Yeah. If like you're it. excited about something, get other people excited about it. The more people that That's do right. the stuff, the better. I like it. That's right. Yeah. I, I, the only thing I would like more than that is share the nitro. No, oh. this, no, yeah. you don't share. No. It's mine. No. That was I mean. That, that would be better if, if people <laughs> would share their nitro with me. Yeah. <laughs> but not the other way around. One way. Right. You're right. Right. Yeah. Well, then I wouldn't need nitro, so I wouldn't have any to share. This pump doesn't go two ways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well i'm 
you know, I Scott, I'm really, I'm trying to get this gas. It would be cool if I had this gasser done before Joan all, so I could fly it the entire time and have everybody like, do it when Mike's sleeping. Oh, I think it'd God. be great. <laughs> Make it happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move over to the planker line. Ah, uh, that's even as worse. As soon as you fire that up, you'll see me come out of the camper, hook up to the truck, and just pull it straight over to the other flight line. <laughs> I won't even right say into the words. lake. Yep. Yeah, right into the lake. <laughs> right into the lake. <laughs> oh, man. Well, cool. You guys got anything else to add? I think that's it, man. I think we covered it all. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you for listening. This has been episode number 15. We'd like to also thank uh, Colton very much for coming on this evening and hanging out with us. It was a great time. And uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, that is show at gmail.com. And uh, if you got show ideas, you want to come on the show, whatever you want to do, man, just, you know, email us. We'd love to hear from you with whatever you got. doesn't matter. So uh, we will catch you guys next time. Yep. See ya. See you later. It ain't got no gas in it. Okay, before we tinker, I got a tinkle. Oh, nice. Be right back. All right. All right. Let's, let's try. Let's call up Colton before he falls asleep. Uh, he falls asleep. Oh, he's on the West Coast, ain't he? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, that's him, right. Though. So, um, all right. So, what was his name? <laughs> um, how do you want to do it? Uh, yeah, let's just see how it goes. Okay. All right. <clears throat> all right. It's still early where he's at. Yeah. We're going to punish him. <laughs> He's going to pun- punish me? Yeah, you're going to be late say, for work uh, tomorrow. <laughs> what about you guys? You guys don't work Fridays? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> or you're just used to it? <laughs> and I got a sick kid, too, so I'm going to be home tomorrow with her. Oh, okay. So, yeah. All right. That's a pro and con. <laughs> yeah. All right. You guys ready? Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not feeling it. Why? Woohoo! Let's go! That's that's what I'm talking about, right there. <laughs> that's Hell yeah, talking. brother. I I just Hell myself. yeah, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody is a Cletus fan. I love it. Just a little bit, maybe. Hell yeah. I love it. That dude's freaking nuts. <laughs> no he kidding. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. He dude's getting a freaking C8. That dude's a legend. Yeah, his freaking C7 yeah. is ridiculous. I mean, mm-hmm. was it Le- Leroy without the body? Yeah. Oh, I that. Mean, yeah, Leroy. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, I follow him regularly. I definitely. Like I said, I don't really watch a whole lot of TV. Last time we chatted, I said that, but I definitely yeah. follow some good YouTube channels like that one. Yeah, he's fun. He's fun for sure. I had a friend turn me on to him a while back, but uh, anyway, had a friend turn you on. Mm-hmm. It happens every now and again. You know, I go to Charlotte and things happen. Oh boy. Whoa. <laughs> Who's Charlotte? Uh, <laughs> never heard of her. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Alright. Um, let's bring it in. Let's get this going. What you think? I'm ready. Alright, let's go. <laughs>
All right, welcome back. Uh, we have a very special guest with us tonight. Actually, we're going to have to stop. I'm sorry. Hang on. Oh, Jesus. Uh, I know. I know. Uh, but I need to know how to say your last name correctly. Hey, that's that's good. It's just like banquet without the N. So, banquet. Banquet. Okay. Yeah. Colton Banquet. Like Tom Mater without the Tom. <laughs> yeah. Colton <laughs> 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 oh, Banquet. Yep. All right. Okay. Got it. If you would like Kevin to touch your tail boom, please press seven. Whoop. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting him to push the button. I gotta think of something else now. <laughs> please hold. Please hold. Please hold. Uh, please your enter moves. your credit card number now. You just play with your moves, and we'll be right with you. <laughs> Gosh. Oh. We're sorry. Kevin is preoccupied with another customer. <laughs> oh, God. That's it. I'm done. I'm going to oh. bed. <laughs>